The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight, 900, 3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Hard to know where to start today because there's so much really fun, really good stuff. Some craziness going on. Oh, um, <laughs> I know you probably think Peter Strzok, uh, of the FBI agent that said, you know, he and Lisa Page, his, uh, the woman he was cheating on his wife with, they couldn't allow Donald Trump. They wouldn't let it happen that he would be elected. But... He's being grilled today, uh, and he said there's no proof of any bias on his part. <laughs> there's just no, there was no bias. He, it is not my understanding that I was removed by Mueller due to bias. So should they just what? wrap up everything right now and call it done? What? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I, I don't know what they're even talking about now then. <laughs> Why, why are you still there? You're wasting a lot of time. It's lunchtime. Let's break. Let's, let's call it a day. Wrap this You're up. done. He didn't do it. He didn't do anything that was biased. <laughs> that's just, I mean, that's staggering. Think, the way people can look in your eye and just tell flat out lies now that are blatantly untrue and everybody knows they're blatantly untrue and they still do it. It's, it's really something. It's an amazing phenomenon. Uh, and again, you go back to Bill Clinton, who really perfected this, I think, and showed people it can be done. I did not have sex with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. Not one time. I did not instruct anyone to lie. Not once. Not ever. Okay, yes, I did. I did have sex with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. I mean, amazing. But the way he said it, you would think, well, okay, he must not have because... Who would say it with that kind of conviction if they really did do it and then it's found out they're going to look pretty bad. No, they just don't care anymore. <laughs> they just don't care. He showed us the way. Yeah, he did. And uh, a lot of people have followed him down that path. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, also, MSNBC with uh, Chris Hayes promoting this amazing conspiracy theory about Donald Trump. <laughs> I just, we talked about this a little bit on Glenn show because uh, Glenn was taken to task and is still to this day called a conspiracy theorist because on Fox News in 2009, right around the time I rejoined Glenn and, and started doing the shows again with him, Right around that time, on, on the Fox uh, TV show, we kept hearing about this FEMA camp thing. FEMA camps, FEMA camps. There's, there's FEMA camps, and they've got 200 and... What was it? Was it 250,000, 250 million body bags? I, I, I think it was 250,000 body bags stored at FEMA camps, getting ready to bury people because there was some kind of slaughter coming up. So uh, we looked into it. And found it, there was no such thing. There were not FEMA camps. They didn't have all these body bags being readied. It, it, there was nothing to it. <clears throat> well, he got excoriated for that because he even brought it up. 
oh, okay. But now it's perfectly fine to bring up a Trump conspiracy theory, even say it's not likely that this happened, but if it did, wow, it would be really bad. Well, yeah, but it didn't happen. So why are you talking? Listen to this. Okay. It sounds insane. I just want to say it really does. Like, and, and by the way, this again, it's Chris Hayes, the host. And the guest he's having on is New York Magazine's uh, Jonathan Chait. So a pretty respected left-wing magazine, New York Magazine, and then the propaganda tool of, of the left, MSNBC. The idea that he went, he goes to Moscow in 87, is cultivated as a Russian intelligence opposite asset and is this sort of like sleeper sell for decades sounds nuts it sounds like the stuff of conspiracy theories why are you not insane so that's a great question chris i get that all the time uh, so for, so first of all as the well piece you acknowledges should. that that is probably not true but it might be and one of the reasons I wrote this is you need oh, to take okay. seriously some of these low probability, high impact scenarios. You know, huh. before the election, sort of everyone heard that Hillary Clinton had about an 80 percent chance of winning. And we all just treated it like that meant 100 percent and didn't think about what would that 20 percent alternative really mean. So that's part of what I'm doing with this with with aspects of this piece, like this trip to Moscow, you know. What would it mean if it was, if it really went that deep? Now, there's a lot of ways in which this scandal could be really bad and not go that deep. But mm-hmm. I think you need to consider that for another reason, which is that everyone always says, well, this has been Trump's view forever. All this stuff he's saying about the Western allies splitting us apart from the West and, and how, he's, how he's sort of pissing on them all the time and, and saying, well, you know, we should let them go their own way. That's just what he's always thought. It's not really what he's always thought. It's what he's thought since 1987. He never thought that before then, or at least he never said it before then. And in 1987 is when he, he went to Moscow and he's feted by the Russians and, and tours Moscow. And then he comes back. Then he starts talking about running for president for the first time. And mm-hmm. then he starts talking for the first time about how our allies are a bunch of freeloaders and we should kick him to the curb. Yeah, and we should say that he is, I mean, I just want to be clear here. He is really consistent on that point, right? The the idea that this sort of zero-sum view that yeah. our allies are free-riding and we're paying for it. He takes out full-page ads at $100,000. He sounds identical to how he does now, right? The idea that, like, we're we're getting abused, we're getting taken for granted, and we're paying for and other people's we are. defense. We're paying for other people's defense who we're defending against the Russians. Right, at that and, point and particularly, yes. So it really dovetails with Russian foreign policy interests then and now. Now, again, that's probably a coincidence, yeah. but it might it might not be. I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, you have to take seriously the possibility amazing. that it's not a coincidence. Wow, is that amazing stuff. Uh, that's just craziness. Okay, I wrote down the two pieces of evidence cited there. Mm-hmm. All right, here, here's how it might be true that Donald Trump is a Russian agent. You ready? Okay. Since 1987, by the way, when he was tr- he was turned by the KGB when he went to his he went to Russia for the first time. Okay, so that's okay. That that's obviously yeah. Exhibit A. Yes, obviously. the man visited Russia. Yes. Okay. He went to he, Moscow. He went to Moscow. Okay. And most businessmen who went to Moscow are now. KGB agents. Well, we don't have we, to we say know that. that. I fact. mean, that buttresses your point, but uh, I right. mean, okay. okay. And, and, but exhibit B is that he's been telling our allies that they've been abusing America, which is true. But, yes. But those are your two pieces of evidence. <laughs> and that entire <laughs> is that amazing? three minute clip, yeah. I was paying cl- close attention. Okay, so what? Uh, let me just listen to this instead of, because uh, I think it's an absolute farce what he's saying. Obviously. Earlier, I heard you play that. And mm-hmm. this time, I'm like, you know, I'm going I'm to be critical. I'm going to listen. That's what it was. Visited Moscow, and he's telling our allies, uh, giving them the what to for. 
and I don't know how that plays into Russia's hands. We want you to spend more of your own money defending yourselves against Russia. Plus, we're going to con- we're going to continue to do it as well. I I don't know <laughs> how does that play into Russian foreign policy. That's stupid. <laughs> you know what else is uh, really unlikely, but would have been high impact if it happened. Nine uh, eleven being an inside job didn't happen, but it would be high impact if it did. Uh, so would the birth certificate of Barack Obama. You know what would be really weird is if the KGB got a hold of him when he was born in Kenya and trained him up to be I mean, a Russian sp- a spy, a Russian plant, the, the Manchurian candidate his whole life. You know? I mean, is that Groomed likely? Him? Is that likely? No, but it, th- imagine could, the impact. It could have happened. Maybe. The moon landing was faked. Now, did it probably happen? No, but it might have. <laughs> and if it did, wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would. Huh. Hmm. The Holocaust didn't happen. A lot of people talk about that. Wouldn't that be something if the Holocaust didn't happen? That'd be high impact. We would have been lied to for 70 years now and didn't even know it. Well, of course. I mean, all of those things are stupid. And they aren't true and they didn't happen he shouldn't be pushing them like maybe they are that's amazing how do they get away with it that is not how glenn presented the fema camp he presented it in we keep hearing this and it's circulating in emails and people are actually latching onto it and believing it it isn't true there's no truth to it that's how that was presented when the birth certificate stuff came up we looked into it And we said, you know what? It's not true. He was born in Hawaii. Barack Obama was born in Hawaii. And it hurts the case against Obama to keep bringing up the birth certificate thing because it's so bogus. And it's actually helping him. So stop it, please. That's how we presented it. It isn't true. No, and look, even if it were true, he had an American mother. He probably would have been a citizen anyway. When you have American parents and you're born in a foreign land, you're usually still American. John McCain, for instance. Uh, Ted Cruz, for another uh, example. So, I mean, it's ludicrous what's being said here. And what MSNBC can promote and get away with, and nobody bats an eye. Nobody says a word about it. Oh, really? Uh, Donald Trump? is a Russian spy from 1987 on? Uh, Well, they said it's probably not true, but it might be. Oh, okay. Well, then that's great reporting. (laughs) I mean, come (laughs) on! How does this happen? Unbelievable. 888-900-3393. Also, still a lot of fallout over the NATO stuff. Um... President Trump talking to uh, the NATO allies kind of raked him over the coals a little bit, and they kind of deserve it a little bit. Uh, But, you know, former members of administration's past are all up in arms over it. John Kerry, for instance, calls it disgraceful and destructive what he did at the NATO meeting. That's That's what I said, and... That's what I mean. I've never seen the president say anything as strange or counterproductive as President Trump's harangue against NATO and Germany. 
He was disgraceful, destructive, and flies in the face of actual interests in the United States of America. Was he talking about the Iran deal that he was a big part <laughs> of, or are we talking about something else now? No, he's talking about something else, surprisingly. Okay. But he should have been talking about the Iran deal. 888 <laughs> with your thoughts on uh, whatever's on your mind. Um, let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. If you use lip balm a lot, you need this product. It's awesome. Uh... Bomb Shot comes in this really cool shotgun shell looking container. It's incredibly sturdy and it keeps the product inside from melting in your pocket and being a gooey mess at the end of the day. Awesome. Plus, the lip balm itself is fantastic. Everybody who tries it absolutely loves this product. Mm-hmm. Started by our friend Wayne, who uh, had so many sunburned lips that it caused cancer and he actually had to have his lower lip removed it's been replaced and he looks great but the point is uh the lip balm didn't protect his lips so he created his own product and then his wife said wow that is so good and people like it you should really sell it it's superior to everything else on the show Absolutely. absolutely no question about it and so he did and since 2010, he's been doing this and created this great American company in Boise, Idaho. And now you can take advantage of it. For Blaze listeners only, they got a really special offer for you. Go to bombshot.com, use the promo code PAT. And when you buy a two-pack, you get a third free. When you buy a four-pack, get a fifth free and so on. And if you get it the six-pack, they'll also throw in the Bombshot logo baseball hat. Look at this, huh? That Carol Merrill is modeling right now. Wait, now see. No, I'm sorry, we, Keith Mellonak. That's right. I thought Carol came in today, but I guess not. Mm-hmm. Never mind. B A L M S H O T dot com. It's balmshot.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There's another really amazing phenomenon. If you knew Donald Trump before his run for the presidency, uh, you are now so sold on this guy, despite anything he does or says, despite whatever you believed beforehand, that you cannot say anything against him ever. Apparently, it, isn't that a thing? It's a thing with Sean Hannity. It's a thing with uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Although Bill has said a few things that are, I don't know, walk up to the edge of critical, but not quite over the edge of critical. Uh, It's a thing with Piers Morgan. Now, Piers Morgan was a propaganda tool for Barack Obama. Can we admit that? Can we, isn't that a fact? When When he was here doing a show on, it was CNN, right? Was it CNN or MSNBC? I don't know. But now he's back in England. And it seems like because he was on Celebrity Apprentice, and I think he was on there twice, he is such a staunch Donald Trump defender. Yeah, it was CNN where he was every night against the Second Amendment. But also, he promoted all of Barack Obama's policies. Yes. Now you would think he's a conservative Republican to listen to him. It's... Astounding. 
he had some Trump hater on his show, and I think he does, I don't know, is it a morning show that he does over in Great Britain with uh, two female co-anchors or whatever? And he had this woman on who uh, organized a rally against Donald Trump in England protesting our border policy. What? First of all, what business is our border policy of yours? None. You know nothing about it. You don't have any idea what we're going through over here. Zero. But listen listen to the exchange because he asks her, he starts out by saying, well, uh, Obama had this policy too. Uh, he separated children too. Did you protest him? Obama deporting three million people unconscionable. You yes. Spit up many families. Yes, I did. Where and was, that's why. And that's why. I where also, was your protest and march against that and, when he came to and the country? And that's why I also protest. If you protest, feel so strongly about that, where was your protest, your protest march against Obama? Right. You found that well. unconscionable too. Where was the march? You do not have to go out and march against standards. everything in order to make a point about one thing. No. Okay, so that's one of his co-hosts. One of his female co-hosts jumps in and helps the guest. You don't have to protest everything to be against one thing. Shut up. No, you got to be consistent. What a strong defense from her. All right? <laughs> I mean, if it's wrong now, it was wrong then, is what Piers Morgan is saying. And it's hard to believe I'm actually defending something Piers Morgan said, but he's making a lot of sense here. Yeah, but do we know that the, the protest against Obama, they may have been scheduled on a Tuesday, and that's not good for her. So she's only good to protest maybe that's what on, it was. On, on Fridays, I think. Yeah, okay. Maybe so, that's what yeah. it was. If you find them both uncomfortable oh, and it's the same issue, wrong. you have to mark twice, don't mm-hmm. you? I would actually encourage you to maybe check out some of the other work that I've done where I've been intensely... Tell you what I do, Ash. I go and check out some basic facts about your hero, Obama. He's not my hero. I'm how a heroic he an idiot. <laughs> you didn't plan any- okay, so he accuses her of being an Obama fan. Your hero, Obama. He's not my hero. I'm a communist, you idiot. (laughs) Okay. Well, so is Barack Obama. So he could still (laughs) be your freaking hero. Put that in your pipe. Seriously. (laughs) But can we just admit that now? Barack Obama's a Marxist. He might not be a card-carrying communist, but he certainly agrees with communist policies, including redistribution of wealth, which he admitted to, and including single-payer health care systems, which he also wanted to happen. So don't tell me that he didn't. He was a, a hardcore capitalist because he said he was. That's nonsense. It's just stupid. Uh, so, I mean, this really, she calls him an idiot. Uh, they continue their little disagreement here. <laughs> Jeez. Zero protests against Jesus. Obama. Jesus. You have every right mm. to protest. Thanks, every Obama. right to protest. Just, just get it in perspective. Uh, right. Put it in perspective. If you're going to protest Trump, why didn't you protest Obama doing the same exact thing? And he's got a great point there. Uh, and he's ganged up on these three women against him um, for, for whatever reason. Because they... But how is it possible that Piers Morgan is defending American uh, immigration policy? How is that possible? Did you ever think you would see the day or the moment when Piers Morgan would jump to the defense of any Republican policy? I certainly didn't. (laughs) But again, that fits into the, if you have been in the orbit of Donald Trump for whatever reason, you just don't disagree with him. It's really an interesting 
it's an interesting study in his charisma, his control over people's minds. I, I don't know what it is. And can I just go to an earlier point where you played that conspiracy theory that MSNBC was peddling last night uh, about um, the KGB plant uh-huh. possibility being uh-huh. Mr. Donald Trump. Um, that campaign in 2016, if you had written that script for anybody... Do you think anybody in the history of the world would have been elected doing and saying what that man did from start to finish? No. I mean, it's not like, so let's just say he's a Russian plant. Is is that the playbook that he's going by? Um, Talking about Megyn Kelly the way that he did, talking about John McCain's war service the way that he did. I mean, Mm. seriously, is that the guy you're picking out to uh, be your KGB plant? Probably Uh, not. Probably not. No. (laughs) No, the guy you pick out to be your plant is Barack Obama. Well, they had already used that one. The <laughs> they had, two yes. terms, you can only be elected, and so they needed to find somebody else. But if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna start believing plant theories and Manchurian candidate theories, <laughs> I mean Obama is exactly what you would think mm-hmm. a Manchurian candidate would be: smooth, mm. uh, charismatic, okay, uh, unoffensive, under the radar. Under the completely under the radar. Wait, there's a girl that lives in the Bronx or kind of hangs out there. Last name Cortez yeah. that fits that bill. Sure is. Just saying. Attractive. Mm. Uh huh. I mean, you got your first co- sort of good-looking, uh, smooth-talking, clean African American. That's a that's a storybook, man. From the Bronx. That's a storybook. <laughs> that just can't happen. Thank you, uh, Joe Biden, Joe for Biden. that reminder. <laughs> um, so, yes, these two fit the bill. Uh, Alexandria uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. and Barack Hussein Obama fit the bill of uh, Russian spy plants. <laughs> yes. Donald Trump <laughs> does not. No. <laughs> I remember, remember now, the key is to fly below the radar yes. with your KGB plant. Yes. Donald Trump has never flown below the radar ever, ever at any point in time. Never. <laughs> and besides, you think that if they turned him in 87, when the Cold War ended, what, circa 91-ish? Yeah, wouldn't that sort of throw a monkey wrench yeah, into things? Yeah, maybe they're like, okay, look, it, it's just not going to happen, especially with this guy. You know? Yeah, right. So. I mean, it's four years, whereas <laughs> Obama was born in 63, I think, so they had some time with him. <laughs> <laughs> they... Had some time. Yes, so, they did. And who needs the so KGB ridiculous. when you've got the American education system yeah, nobody. turning your politicians into Marxists? That's for sure. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Good times, right? That's for sure. Mm. Uh, 888-900-38. Uh, tri- 888. I don't know. 933-93 is you what know, I'm trying I to wish say. I had enough wealth that qualified to be redistributed by someone like Barack Obama. Yeah. And I'm going to seize my chance uh, coming up uh, a week from tonight. In one week, mm-hmm. uh, we will be doing this Beckinar. Mm-hmm. Um You remember when J.P. Morgan, CEO, Jamie Dimon, called Bitcoin a fraud, and then they had their they instructed all their – because the price fell 24% in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then they went out and bought it for all their clients. <laughs> Dirty. And then uh, George Soros drove the price down by calling Bitcoin a bubble. And then they went out and bought tons of Bitcoin. I mean, don't let these guys get away with this. You should be in on the cryptocurrency craze right now. Um, 
people are all over the map when it comes to, to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So find out all the details on it. Like, I am not an expert on cryptocurrencies. I barely understand the blockchain stuff. But we've got this great show a week from today when Glenn, that Glenn is hosting. And Tika Tuari, who is the number one crypto expert probably in the world right now. And he's got three cryptos that you should be buying right now. So we'll discover the new case for Bitcoin, reveal the names of those three cryptos that Tika Tuari recommends you buy, and you'll have a chance to take part in a $2 million Bitcoin giveaway from Palm Beach Letter. So go to BeckCryptoShow.com. It is free, but you have to register. Go there right now so you don't forget. BeckCryptoShow.com. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the nato subject uh president trump was speaking to uh reporters in great britain yesterday and uh took some interesting questions from people uh here's some of what happened we understand your message but some people ask themselves will you be tweeting differently once you board the air force one Mm. thank you no that's other people that do that i don't i'm very (laughs) consistent I'm a very stable genius. Go ahead. He's a very stable genius, which I believe he's mentioned before. See, that's one of those um, things so. that when you say it, mm-hmm. it makes people think the opposite. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. not say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of where I am on that. Uh, then they asked him about Putin. Yeah, Jonathan Beale from BBC. I just, just wonder, you think you're going to get along with President Putin at that meeting? Could you just tell us, why do you think that? Is there something you admire about him? And the second question, because you're just about to go to the UK. Well, he's a competitor. He's been very nice to me the times I've met him. I've been nice to him. He's a competitor. You know, somebody was saying, is he an enemy? He's not my enemy. Is he a friend? Hmm. No, I don't know him well enough. But the couple of times that I've gotten to meet him, we got along very well. You saw that. Um, I hope we get along well. I think we get along well. Uh, but ultimately, okay. he's a competitor. He's representing hmm. Russia. I'm representing the United States. So, in a sense, we're competitors. Not a question of friend or mm-hmm. enemy. He's not my enemy. And hopefully someday, maybe he'll be a friend. It could happen. But I, don't, I just don't know him very mm-hmm. well. I've met him a couple of times. And when I did meet him, most of you people were there. Yes. And Brexit. I, think so- that's, I think that's a reasonable explanation. Yeah. He's been pretty cogent lately. Um, that's pretty good stuff. I, I don't. I don't love the stable genius thing, <laughs> but this. He's not a. He's not an enemy. He's a competitor. Is a. That's a pretty good answer. It's. It's not confrontational. It's not provocative, and yet it's not. You're. You're not backing away from the issue either. Yeah. So that's pretty. He's been. Decent this week, I think. You know, I really liked what he did. A lot of people didn't, including some conservatives. I like what he did, what he said at the, at the NATO table when they were having breakfast. And, you know, we talked yesterday about whether or not John Kelly was supportive of what he was saying to the NATO <laughs> oh, leaders. Right. Did you see the excuse for that? I forgot to print that. Yes. Did you see the excuse? 
That is amazing. He wasn't pissed about no. what Trump no. was saying. Nope. He was pissed that they didn't have a full breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. They didn't serve any breakfast meat to John <laughs> Kelly, and that's what he was shaking his head about. Oh, I just hate this thing, man. Yeah. This, is, this is not a good breakfast. Oh, boy. I didn't expect a continental breakfast here. I wanted a full breakfast. Yeah. Here we go. That's Here fantastic. we go. Sarah Huckabee Sanders told the Washington Post, Post that Kelly, <laughs> quote, was displeased. Mm-hmm. Because he was expecting a full breakfast and there were only <laughs> pastries and cheese. I cannot believe that See, explanation. This is where if you just leave it alone, yeah, it just goes it, away. Man. Don't. <laughs> but you don't. pointed out the fact yeah, that the man was don't. looking for the escape route, checking out the draperies, <laughs> biting his lip. Just don't. Ha- you don't have to address everything, White House. That is just amazing. <laughs> Was she directly asked about it, though? It looks hey, like John it, yeah. Kelly looked upset. What, why was he upset about what? What What was it that Trump said that upset him? Oh, I'm sure was asked of her. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't anything uh, the president was saying. It was that they didn't serve a full breakfast no. at the NATO breakfast. Or how about this answer? Huh, okay. I don't know. I'm eight time zones away. Yeah. I'm not in a position to translate the facial expressions of a fellow member of his staff. I don't know. Maybe he was uncomfortable because he's got hemorrhoids. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ask him. Ask him. There's, there's the answer. <laughs> Ask him. General Kelly is totally capable of answering that question on his own. I don't know. Does, does anybody think that if it wasn't a big deal that Sarah Sanders got on the phone and was just like, hey, so how's things going over there, John? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Hey, we noticed that... Uh, you you know, seemed you upset. Have, yeah. Oh, that was just a full breakfast problem. Uh, it was, yeah. They didn't have bacon and eggs. I was a little hacked off by that. Really? It doesn't it even come bacon up. bacon and eggs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no pancakes, no mm-hmm. waffles. I wanted breakfast, man. Yeah. I yeah. wanted it's it's a NATO meeting. I wanted breakfast. Yeah, he missed that IHOP <laughs> pancake giveaway because he was traveling overseas. And I mean, that doesn't come up in a conversation That's for you to so be able to great. answer that question unless it was a big deal. <clears throat> I I laughed out loud when I, I sitting there by myself working on the show last night. Uh-huh. I laughed out loud when I saw that with the story. Yep. Like really, you're not seriously gonna try to shop that, are you? And yes. <laughs> Yes, they tried to shop that. That's amazing. Seriously. Ask John Kelly if he was upset. I don't know. That's how you answer it. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Didn't like the breakfast. Didn't like the breakfast. I mean, it was was pastries and cheese. (laughs) Screw that. I I mean, unbelievable. I love it. Unbelievable. Uh, 888-933-93. So we've got the Strzok hearing going on today. They're, you know, they're kind of grilling him on Capitol Hill about his bias. Uh, he says he could have leaked things and derailed Trump, but he didn't. Uh-huh. I think it, he said he would do whatever he needed to do to stop him, basically. We will stop him. What did that mean? <clears throat> I don't... He didn't have the ability to stop him, for one thing. But it was to deny any bias? That's outrageous. Uh, also, we have another hearing to look forward to very, very soon, and that's uh, the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. Uh, his confirmation hearing will be coming up soon. So we're taking you back to the past and showing you confirmation hearings from American history that, uh, you know, this one may or may not be like some of these. First of all, 
Edward Kennedy, Senator Ted Kennedy, when Robert Bork was was being uh, confirmed. Oh, the lion of the Senate. <laughs> the liberal lion. Ugh. Edward Kennedy. So good. On he just wanted to remind Americans of just how bad this Robert Bork cat is. Uh, here's what he had to say about uh, Bork's America. Robert Bork's America is a land in which women would be forced into back alley abortions. Blacks would sit at segregated lunch counters. Rogue police could break down citizens' doors in midnight Mm -hmm. raids. And school children could not be taught about evolution. Writers and artists would be censured at the whim of government. And the doors of the federal courts would be shut on the fingers of millions of citizens for whom the judiciary is and is often the only protector of the individual rights that are the heart of our democracy. America is a better and freer nation than Robert Bork thinks. Hmm. Yet in the current delicate balance of the Supreme Court, his rigid ideology will tip the scales of justice against the kind of country America is and ought to be. The damage Mm -hmm. that President Reagan will do through this nomination, if Mm -hmm. it is not rejected Mm -hmm. by the Senate, could live on far beyond the end of his presidential term. Way president beyond. Reagan is still our president, but he should not be able to reach out from the muck of Iran Gate, reach into the muck of Watergate, and impose his reactionary vision of the Constitution on the Supreme Court and on the next generation of Americans. No justice would be better than this injustice. Good golly, that's... I mean, that's sheer insanity. That's just... Okay, back alley abortions, they love that. There's there's nothing they love better than to throw out the phrase back alley abortions because it strikes fear in the heart of women all over the country who are considering abortion. Back alley abortions. Back. How many back alley abortions have there actually been? Look it up. Not that many. <laughs> there just haven't been that many. Right. Um, but that, that speech right there, that speech is why... The left has to fight this battle against Trump today. I'll remind you, mm-hmm. Robert Bork, if confirmed, he passed away in 2012. That would have been Obama pick to replace him. Instead, you got Mr. Swing vote, Anthony Kennedy, mm-hmm. and now you get Trump picking his successor. And by the way, I read some good news. I forgot to share this with you. Good news. You know how you like Amy Bartlett? That might be mm-hmm. if Trump gets another pick. Barrett. Uh, Barrett, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Amy Barrett might, might end up being his next pick. Because, by all mm-hmm. estimates, the Senate stays at a minimum the same balance as it is now because of the way the map falls. Yeah. You might have a higher margin for error. You may be able to lose some of those votes from Susan Collins and company that would have voted against more of a cultural right-leaning individual like Amy Barrett. Um, so, so they're thinking that maybe Trump is holding on for possibly a third pick with her when there's a greater margin of Republicans to play with in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So just a good. I wanted, I wanted to give you a little good news. Yeah, on or that. if he's not confirmed, he could turn to her. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but to bring up back alley abortions, blacks having to uh, go back to the uh, back of the bus and not sit at lunch counters, censorship, midnight raids. I mean, come on, that uh, it's absurd. How did these? idiots get away with it then and they still get away with it today terry mcauliffe former governor of virginia just said brett kavanaugh will threaten the lives of millions of women for decades to come in this country what 
he will threaten the lives of millions of women? How? Yale Law students uh, and faculty wrote and signed an open letter to the dean. Uh, This was on Tuesday, criticizing Kavanaugh's nomination. And they said that people will die if he is confirmed. The authors and signers of the letter asked Yale Law School Dean Heather K. Gherkin to, quote, use your authority and platform to expose the stakes of this moment and the threat that Judge Kavanaugh poses. People will die if he is confirmed. (laughs) I I just, I love it. It's just like the song, which mocked this very same thing. This is what Democrats do all the time. If you do this, then people will die. If you do that, then people will die. These cuts are blood money. People will die. Let's be very clear. Senate Republicans are paying for tax cuts for the wealthy with American lives. Yep. People need kidneys. It's sad but decreed. Yet the senator's hoarding one more than she needs. I offer this bill and I hope you'll vote aye. Unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. Traffic deaths have many crying with fear. Over 30,000 people are dying each year. Mm-hmm. This modest change, I propose, must be applied. Unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. Alcohol deaths are exceeding comparisons. Yep. Black people, white people, Native Americans. We need to ban alcohol. <laughs> It can't be denied, unless, of course, you just want people to die. Murders are bad. They have no defenders, yet many are committed by repeat offenders. I say lifetime in prison, whatever the crime. Unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. Don't have a bill or a groan to detail. I just need a short clip for my donor email. Tim, there's blood on your hands. You want people to die. That good? Cool. Tim, dinner at five? Yeah. The car deaths I mentioned are terrible stuff. Doesn't seem one seatbelt is ever enough. Nope. You must vote for my act so that fewer will cry. Unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. Carbs, the container, we cannot ignore. Whipped cream's killing more people than ever before. This bill would be passed and be ratified if those people that didn't want people to die. Why not weigh all the costs? The effects, the results, empathize with each other as if we were adults. Use mm-hmm. our brains to craft arguments, not vilify. See that freedom's a traitor. You want people to die! <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I love on the uh, on the vehicle bill, on the highway, the highway safety bill, <laughs> the proposal was four miles an hour <laughs> so people don't die. Oh, Remy. So great. So funny. Funny. So... I mean, they literally are using that language in this Yale letter. People will die if he's confirmed. Good golly. And it's a threat to our democracy, which is fine because we don't have one. (laughs) So that's not a big deal (laughs) over at Yale. Maybe you should learn a little something about your country. It's not a democracy, okay? So it's not a threat to it. Uh, So they just want people to die. Actually, Yale sort of endorsed him. The Yale Law School, because the guy comes from there, and they know he's a seasoned, reasonable jurist. He's, in fact, one of the most respected in the country. And so Yale said, yeah, we're we're in favor of his confirmation. And I think one of his uh, former professors, who is a uh, self-proclaimed liberal, um, wrote an op-ed uh, defending him. Which I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse, yeah. but anyhow, it's there. Is it Akil Reed Amar? professor at Yale Law School, he said, Judge Kavanaugh is more of an originalist. And that's not a bad thing. That's great. 
don't know that that's the same one I read. Actually. He said that's something that actually I got my constitution here. Who, who cares a lot about uh, a lot, especially about the text and the original history and has an understanding of the constitution. That's a pretty good endorsement, actually. Mm-hmm. Also, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says he'll sue if the Supreme Court backs uh, rolls back Roe v. Wade. Uh, Cuomo has been calling on leg- uh, lawmakers to increase protections in New York. We never passed New York state law because we relied on Roe v. Wade and everyone assumed it would always be there. Well, you shouldn't. Why'd you do that? Then go pass a state law, man. That's the whole point. Exactly. I mean, and, and if Roe v. Wade is overturned, you can do what you want in, in your own state. Then you guys who want abortion in your state. Keep can, killing babies. You can lean on the 10th Amendment mm-hmm. as your power source yep. for, for that, that law in your state. Stop acting like if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then all of a sudden abortion becomes illegal across the country. No, it's just not a federal thing anymore, man. Speaking of people dying, it's like 60 million people since Roe v. Wade. So if you want that to continue, you know, people will die. Okay. And that, that is actual fact. People have died. 60 million of them. I don't let that bother you. <laughs> ah, whatever. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 933 Let me tell you about something I absolutely love. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. You just get vegetables in your diet without eating kale. Or broccoli or anything else that makes kicks my gag reflex into gear. Um, so uh, what I love about it, it's not an extract. It's actual real food. Every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Really good stuff. You know, you're just going to be healthier when you get this stuff in your diet. You're going to feel better during the course of the day. Have more energy. Maybe take less doctor visits. Um, you just take a scoop. Put it in eight ounces of water or whatever drink you like. It sweetens it. It's easy. It tastes great. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply with the offer code PAT. Now, if you love vegetables so much that you prefer them over a meat product like steak or chicken, God bless you. Then maybe you don't need it. (laughs) But if you're like me and you hate all of that stuff. Anything green? Nah, sorry. I'm not into it. Then go to BrickHousePat.com and order Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply with the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter uh, from Tom. John Kelly was pissed because he was in Belgium, and they didn't serve him Belgian waffles. That's uh, that's a reason to be upset. Yeah. And also, what was yesterday's date, Pat? Um, it was July eleventh, seven eleven. Seven eleven. He had to travel overseas with Arno seven elevens, so he couldn't get the free slushy thing yesterday. That's right. Given away. Slurpee. Slurpee. I. I just whatever. Triggered Tide Pod. So if citizens of the UK are concerned with our border policy, should we start protesting the UK's ban on guns? Mm. You know, that, isn't that interesting? Have, has there ever been 
a protest about what the policy is on anything in Britain here in the United States? No, we mind our own business. Hmm. Mind yours. Well, we were complaining about, uh, you know, letting a baby die. That seems like a worthy cause. Uh, we, did, we did complain about that. <laughs> That's about it, you know. That's true. So shame on us for caring about little babies left to die. Jeez. Guilty. Maybe you just want people to die. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Papa John founder, John Schnatter in some trouble again. You know, he got in trouble for talking about the uh kneeling thing last time. And uh this is uh worse. He came out with a statement that said news reports attributing the use of inappropriate and hurtful language to me during a media training session regarding race are true. Regardless of the context, I apologize. Simply stated, racism has no place in our society. So here's what he did. They're they're on a marketing agency call. He's on a call with his agency. And uh, they're trying to prevent future flare-ups that are bad PR moves. So during... The effort to avoid the future flare-ups, he created one in the present. (laughs) Doesn't make a lot of sense. That's ironic. What he said was, Colonel Sanders called blacks N-words, actually said the word though, and complained that the KFC founder never faced public backlash. The call was a role-playing exercise for him to prevent future public relation fumbles, as he committed a current public relation fumble again. He said, the past six months, we've had to take a hard look in the mirror and acknowledge that we've lost a bit of focus on the core values that this brand was built on and that delivered success for so many years. We've got to own up and take the hit for our missteps and refocus on the constant pursuit of better. That is the DNA of our brand. Well, uh, (laughs) he kind of backed that up by stepping down today. (sighs) He resigned as uh, chairman of... Papa John's Pizza. Their shares fell by as much as 5.9%. Uh, it erased $96.2 million in market value. Yeah, then it recovered a little bit. It was down 4.8%, though. And they're down 13% so far this year, while Domino's shares are up 48.5%. Wow. Now, the company put out a release, said Papa John's condemns racism and any insensitive language, no matter the situation or setting. Our company was built on a foundation of mutual respect and acceptance. Your company was built by John Schnatter. It's his company. I I mean, does the context matter at all anymore? He didn't call anybody that name. He didn't jokingly use it. He was saying, stating a fact about Colonel Sanders from the past as they're discussing this policy. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I guess there's no context in which you say the word at all now. But is it enough to lose $96 million in market value for the company and make him go away forever? Apparently it is now. Apparently it is. And then, you know, Drake will put out a song. And we'll use it 18 times in the same song. And then you'll go to the next song and it'll be there 27 times. And then Jay-Z will say it 148 times on an album. I mean, is that okay? And before Why you know is it, that okay? Drake will have seven of the top 10 songs on Billboard's top 40. Yes. <laughs> so.
and 27 out of the top 100, <sighs> which he now has, which is amazing. I mean, it's it's all kind of uh, screwed up uh, right now. Oh, oh, you know what? Since I couldn't name a Drake song uh, yesterday on the program, mm-hmm. I went and I uh, and I went and listened to uh, a Drake song yesterday, and uh, do you love it? Boy, was it horrible. Yeah, they're bad. I, <laughs> I listened to a few as well because I'd never heard Drake it's like songs. Our homework assignment. And, no, they're, it's not really songs. <laughs> so, nope, not no. not good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat Gray. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's like Dallas may be one of the first metroplexes in the country to get that high-speed hyperloop thing. Huh. Got high-speed rail already. Dart. Dallas area rapid transit. Nobody uses it. <laughs> I mean, one of, the, one of the locations of Dart is pretty near where we work, and you drive by it, there's nobody ever there uh-huh as evidenced by an empty parking lot in addition to the empty train yeah <laughs> and you just see the train speeding by it goes so much faster with nobody on it it's just <laughs> it's not weighed down no <laughs> so it's uh it's it's great and i i mean i think this uh hyperloop thing is really cool though they would build this you know the tube and then i guess they re they the air pressure is such that there's no resistance. Hmm. And so it's like flying at a really high altitude. You, uh, it, takes, it, t- it takes away all the resistance, and you can go a lot faster, like 700 miles an hour. Wow. And uh, for whatever reason, they think that um, Dallas might be the first place where we use this. It would take seven years to build. But, you know, I guess airports take about that long. So it's kind of like building an airport, getting ready for, you know, that kind of transportation. Only this is just for the local area. It would it would make a trip from Dallas to Fort Worth, I think the two downtown areas, four minutes. Whoa, what? Four minutes. From uh I think was it da- was it Dallas to Austin, <laughs> which they would also build a hyperloop for. And it seems like that was like fifteen minutes or something. Uh <laughs> Now, hold on now. Dallas to Austin uh, by car is, mm-hmm. uh, of course, why Why would it? Come on, <clears> stupid <throat> map. Three hours and 10 minutes. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, 15 minutes would be, that's better. You, you get there faster. Is that right? Yeah, better? that's okay. it's definitely faster. <gasps> wow. And they said, as our region grows, so we've got, we have 7.2 million in Dallas-Fort Worth right now. 
And they expect that to be 11.2 million by 2045. So we need, we're going to need better, you know, transportation systems. Um, and we've already, it seems like they've built freeways until how many, I don't know how many more freeways you could build. Or how many, how much wider they could get. Oh, right. <laughs> Eventually we're going to run out of room. Like there's one area where I look at this massive median between it. It's on 170. You know, oh, I know what they're doing out there. Are they going to build more there? That's where the toll road. See, that's where they're building. They're building highways now in anticipation of charging you for them later when they become Yay. crowded. And so they leave that big space mm-hmm. and it's for a, the toll for a toll road. That's a huge space, too. Yes, that could be a massive toll road. Um, but maybe a train will go through there as well. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. OK. But obviously they're planning something because yeah. they're not just leaving that space grassy no it's like that's not gonna happen in texas wide enough for a football field between Uh what you're talking about eastbound and west easily yeah easily uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three also when asked which president has done the best job in their lifetime more americans named barack obama (laughs) than any other president 44% 44% said Obama is the best or second best president of their lifetime. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He is by far the worst <laughs> president of my lifetime. And that's saying by something far. because, you know, we've lived There's through Bill the Clinton. Jimmy Carter years. In the- Jimmy Carter, <laughs> Bill Clinton, yes. And, and so Barack Obama was more damaging than them. Right. We're talking about, uh, you know, Clinton, a guy who sold secrets to China. Uh-huh. There's still somebody right. worse than him. <laughs> right. Clinton was at 33%, Ronald Reagan at 32 So he was only third in people's lifetimes overall. Not yet halfway through the term. Uh, 19% said Donald Trump has been the best or second best. Mm. Uh, that's comparable with the share who viewed Obama as one of the best presidents in 2011, which was 20%. So Trump has a shot here to be considered the best in people's lifetimes when he do- when he's done. About 1 in 10 adults, 12%, say John F. Kennedy did the best job during their lifetime. Um, for baby boomers and, uh, and for the silent generation, the best, the best went to Ronald Reagan. Okay, For people my age, for people your age, mm-hmm. it's Reagan. Yes. For millennials, 22 to 37... Um, Obama was by far voted number one. 62% of them viewed uh, Obama as one of the top two. Nearly half named him best president. Older generations, uh, like, yes, I think I already mentioned, we uh, voted Reagan one of the best presidents. But he was before most millennials were even born. So they they don't remember him at all. Gen Xers, who are 38 to 53, are divided. So I guess you're Gen X, Keith. Mm-hmm. 45% of Gen Xers named yeah. Reagan, yes. while nearly as many mentioned Obama. 41%, 39% for Clinton. Uh, it's, it's just, just sad that Barack Obama would be overall the best president of people's lifetime. And nobody thinks George W. Bush was the best president of their lifetime anymore, it seems. Uh, he's been kind of forgotten i think you give that some time you know i think that's what happens you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think uh, 
Well, you know what? No, I guess, I don't know, maybe not, because it doesn't apply to Obama if these youngsters think he's the best. So maybe, you know what? Rules don't apply anymore to anything, so forget what I just said. (laughs) I was going to say, you know, the longer we get removed from a president, the more we we grow fond of of that era. Yeah, but I'm not sure that's going to be the case. No. With W. Bush. No. Because we're, we're, what, we're eight years, nine years removed from him now, and he's down to 14%. 14%. Wow. That's not very good. I mean, Kennedy's at 12%, and that was 50, 60 years ago now almost. Incredible. So uh, people are stupid, and well, they vote yes. for Barack Obama when they shouldn't. Yeah. You know? Um, what, what can you do? I mean, it's the residual of our education system. I mean, it's like <clears throat> you're brainwashed, mm-hmm. and here comes someone mm-hmm. of their same mindset, and mm-hmm. you're like, yep, that's my guy. So, let's see. You were born during the Ford administration. Yeah. Right? So, the presidents during your lifetime mm-hmm. are Ford, Carter, Reagan, H.W., Clinton, W., Obama, and Trump. Yep. I was born during... Uh, well, Kennedy. Hmm. Yeah. So, but thank you for putting me at Nixon. That would be, that'd be, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. That would have been 1968. Oh. Yeah. I'm not, <clears throat> I mean, I, I know I, I was guessing, I was guessing what year I, you were born. I mean, then that's a great guess <clears throat> based on how young and youthful <laughs> I look. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so mine are Kennedy, Johnson, uh. <laughs> Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, <laughs> Clinton, Bush. Obama, Trump, and obviously Ron Reagan yeah, so uh, wins that race. Put you on the spot here. If you had to rank top three of your lifetime, then so you go back to Kennedy. All right, so what are the top three since Kennedy, in your opinion? I'm going to say Reagan, obviously number one. Jeez. Uh, I it's, mean, then it's a crapshoot. Really, it's hard after that. It's just progressives and Marxists after that. You know what I have to, I almost have to say, uh, Donald Trump is number two based on what he's done so far. Don't you almost have to say it's Trump second? I didn't think of that. You're probably right. Reagan, Trump, and then throw a dart at a wall. W. Bush, maybe. I Nixon. You can't say Nixon though because he was so controversial. But he did some good things. But he was he did some really bad things well, too. Ford did a great job uh, falling down stairs. Yeah, well, so. I don't think he fell down as many stairs okay. as Chevy Chase made us believe. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> but then you look at the, you look at all the presidents during let's say Jeffy's life. Well, so you got to go back to he would start at <laughs> Washington, uh-huh. George Washington. Yeah, so and then you've got then you've got uh well you got 44 others after that. So we can ask from. him. He so we'll has ask a, him. A, 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 a wider spectrum. Mm-hmm, he does. Emphasis on wider, where mm-hmm. we can ask him uh, who he likes. But, you know, whenever <laughs> I think of George H.W. Bush, I, I think, you know, a progressive four years, um, yeah. his mealy mouth, you know, self got Read my lips. And that's how we ended up with Clinton, because mm-hmm. we didn't have a leader. We had uh, mm-hmm. a George H.W. Bush. Um, but the one good thing I can say about H.W. is he gave us Clarence Thomas. I, that's a pretty big, mm-hmm. awesome check mark next to his name. Yeah, pretty, pretty big, awesome. That's yes. a scientific term. That was it. It was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great pick. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, he also uh, stopped Saddam, as he called him. 
Saddam Hussein, uh, pushed him out of Kuwait, mm-hmm. you know, led the Gulf War. He, he was at 90% approval. And then a year later, he lost the election. Oh, he's the Atlanta it's Falcons of presidents. Yep, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a terrible president, frankly. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's a progressive. Yep. But do you know who his favorite uh, uh, author is or favorite book? You know what, what, what his favorite book is? No. It's, uh, it's David Copperfield. Oh, then... <laughs> <laughs> Fell right into that, didn't I? <laughs> uh, Sorry. Hopefully they've stopped him from doing that and saying that now. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Let's just not do any more public meetings, shall we? <laughs> I mean, who would have guessed his wife would have passed before he did? Because he's uh, been in bad shape for a while. And I-, I thought Barbara was doing pretty well, but apparently not. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um you know, losing weight and keeping it off can be really tough. Uh, look at Jeffy. Maybe that's a bad example. I mean, you're because he's not trying. And you know, you're, and you're asking people to look at Jeffy. <laughs> Don't look at Jeffy. You sure about that? No, I take that back. Okay. Don't look at Jeffy. All right. Uh, look at your own life and and decide how difficult it is because it can be made easier with Riduzone. Riduzone is great. It's safe. It's natural. I love that. Not a bunch of chemicals in it. FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. It, uh, it, it contains OEA. That's the stuff in olive oil that boosts your metabolism. It's been shown through studies to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. So if you've hit the age where nothing seems to work for you, you just you try and you try and you maybe lose a pound or two here and then you gain a two or three back, ah, so frustrating. Order Riduzone today. It can help you out. Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT, and they'll give you 30% off a three-month supply. That's Riduzone.com. Use the promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. Time to make it happen. Riduzone can get you over the hump. Riduzone.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. To Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Joe in Georgia. Hey Joe, you're on the Blaze. Hi. How are you? Listen, I have a question, mm-hmm. and I want to preface it by saying, and and it sounds stupid to say this, but this is I'm not trying to trap you. This is a this is a question I've been wanting to call Glenn and Stu and you okay. for the last couple months mm-hmm. because I know none of us, including myself. It, it voted for Trump last time, right? Because right. to me, at very least, A, I wasn't thrilled with him. B, you know, your, your best case scenario was he's going to get the, the one Supreme Court pick, and maybe that's enough to, to hold you over, and every, if, even if everything else he does is bad. Right. And it was sort of a protest vote. I mean, I voted for Evan McMullen. Or me Evan, too. Yeah, what was his mm-hmm. name? Yeah, McMullen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, me too. And, and so because you, you sort of felt like you were sort of safe throwing it away because she was going to win. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind well, of. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because no matter if you voted for him or not, it didn't matter because she was going to win. Mm-hmm. And and so now I'm wondering if if and I know you can't speak for for um, 
Glenn and uh, Stu, but if you feel based on, and the reason what triggered me to call was when you just listed Trump as your second, you know, below Reagan as your lifetime. Yes. Are you at the point now Mm -hmm. where, barring any crazy unforeseen circumstances, if, if the election was next week, are you at the point now where you are, are, are going to vote for Trump in the next presidential election? Or, <laughs> and I guess part of it, presuming he gets a nomination, Yeah. so we don't know what's going to happen in the primary con- contest, but, but presuming it's him v. X, whoever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. you voting for Trump? It's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like a trap. It's it a doesn't. great question. No, it's, it seems like an honest question, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't... I'm not sure how to answer that. I maybe uh, is probably the best answer I could give right now. I might vote for him if the election were next week. Um, if he was running right now, and this were the presidential election year, and let's say my choice is Trump or Elizabeth Warren, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. I I, I am. Okay, what if it's Trump, Elizabeth Warren, and Evan McMullen? Ah, uh, man. That makes it hard because he's done good things. Where where do you stand, Joe? Have you changed your <laughs> mind on that? Let me I turn have. It you have. In fact, let me tell you, mm-hmm. I I lived in Florida during the last presidential election, and I voted early. Yeah. I, I just have a lot of things to do. So I voted early, and I did not vote for him. I voted for Eric McMullen. Now, my mm-hmm. wife did not vote early, and on, and on actual voting day, I said, listen, when I voted Three weeks ago, or whenever the first day of early voting is, it was it was she she's winning. There's no question. So I felt like I was safe, quote throwing my vote away. But mm-hmm. I said now it's too tight. It seems to me like if it's possible he could win, and we decided, you know, and I hate to sound like the uh, whoever I guess Hillary was making that claim, right? Men tell their women their women how to vote. <laughs> yeah, she she voted for him, and I and now I do feel like. It's not a throwaway. He, he hasn't been the massive disappointment that I think most of us thought who didn't vote for him thought he was going to be. That's true. And mm-hmm. I don't like the way he does things. Right. And I've had this argument with customers 50 times. I give him an F for, um, for method, <laughs> but like a B plus for the final grade because he's, he hasn't, he hasn't been a terrible disappointment, and and far from and it. If he if we could just stop him from tweeting, yes, or, or talking <laughs> yes. off the top of his head, that would be great. Exactly right. In fact, not only has he not been a horrible disappointment, he's been an amazing surprise to me, in a positive way. Um, appreciate it, thanks, Joe. And I feel the same way about his tweets. I feel the same way about some of his speeches. I he drives me out of my mind. He's not presidential. As a rule. Although, like we mentioned, I think this week he kind of has been. I thought the NATO thing yesterday was fine, frankly. I I think the way he handled the press was okay <clears throat> today. Um, and I, it, it's really a hard question. I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't even worried about a throw, thrown away vote, vote. I just wanted to vote my conscience. Right. And <clears throat> look, I didn't care about that. I didn't, I didn't even think, well, if I, don't vote for him. Hillary will win and it'll be okay. That that wasn't my thought process. My thought process was I need to be okay with myself and my God. And I think that the best way I can do that is to vote for somebody else. Besides, you live in Texas. 
if if your one vote switched Texas from Trump to Hillary because yeah. you voted for McMullen, oh geez, then uh, okay, I'll take the blame for that one. Sure, yeah, um, but uh, but I would because I I didn't it didn't matter to me. I, I was just uh, that was a conscience vote. I was a conscientious objector to Donald Trump. Now I'm I don't think I feel the same way. Hmm. Are you falling for him? Uh, no. Um, I've fallen for some of his policies. Yeah. He's done some good stuff. And, you know, we've read the list. I don't know if I need to go over it again. And, uh, you know, we got Neil Gorsuch, and we always say, so far, he's been great. Well, that's all I have to judge it on. He's been great. Yeah. I don't have to qualify the Gorsuch thing at all. Neil Gorsuch has been great. <clears throat> Now, will Brett Kavanaugh be great? I don't know. I, I don't know. But the Supreme Court has been solid. The regulations, the Paris Accord, the TPT, TPP Treaty, the you know state lands back to the states, the huge gains in the war against ISIS. I mean, that, that war is, is virtually won. Pay raise for troops. He declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Who would have... I, I never in a million years thought he'd actually do that. Has there been a bigger friend for Israel? <laughs> no, there hasn't. And that includes Reagan. That includes Reagan and Bush. Nikki Haley at the UN has been phenomenal. Opening up drilling in Anwar. Uh, come on! The Keystone Pipeline. The tax cuts. He ended the war on coal. He's not trying to bankrupt coal the way Barack Obama did. The cuts at the IRS, uh, the end of the individual mandate. He killed net neutrality. Uh, what? What else? Uh, well, ISIS. Uh, I mentioned getting, ISIS. Getting, okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, you listening to another show? Yes. While we're on here. Yes, I'm, okay. I'm on delay mm-hmm. here. I'm looking at the uh, at the master list here, which is obviously very professionally <laughs> laid out here. But but when it goes to Israel, mm-hmm. it's not just the rhetoric. It's not just the capital. Remember, he went out of his way with Ireland. Yes. Ireland was trying to right, uh, stop imports of products, or so they were making it illegal for their citizens to have um, uh, Israeli and inter- goods. We intervened. It's like, okay, you want to play that? <laughs> then then we've got some fun for you. And it turned them around. Mm-hmm. They decided not to do that. Yeah, that's right, it did. Um, hmm. Did you mention? Uh, and yes, I'm listening to this show. Oh, I, I actually do give I do give President Trump credit for stopping Obamacare. Screw you, John McCain. It was your stubbornness and your unwillingness to support anything, anything that Trump does is why Obamacare survived. And how ironic it was that mm. the guy who ran against Obama is the one up, who upheld Obama's legacy. Yeah. Uh, we did DACA budgets. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's some I mean, great stuff. There. Yes. I mean, and we would be, yes. we would be intellectually dishonest if we said otherwise. Yeah, we would. The only thing, <clears throat> the one thing that I was hoping he would do, and it seemed like he would do that he hasn't been able to get done, is the wall. Build the border wall. I want the wall. Mm-hmm. You said Keystone Pipeline, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. I did. Okay. Maybe you should turn the show on. What? what uh, where, where can I find it? it? Um, on the Blaze Radio and TV Network. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dar- Darian in uh, Michigan. <laughs> You're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, quick question. Uh, uh-huh. to, to lead uh, and build off of the last caller's question. Okay. Um, he, he, had to, he had to begin his, his little monologue with the presupposition, this is not a trap. 
Right. And it just got me to thinking, uh, uh, at what point did, did the concept of admitting that you may have been wrong about someone and having the moral consistency mm-hmm. and the intellectual honesty to admit that, you know, maybe somebody surpassed your expectations. At what point did that become become a trap? At what point did we become mm-hmm. so tribal that you cannot admit you're wrong and you have to dig in instead of, you know, right. fixing That's, reason firmly mm-hmm. in our seat? It's an awesome question. It really is. <laughs> I don't I don't know when we passed that marker on the road, but we did, didn't we? Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Darian. That's an excellent, excellent question. Because, yeah, I, you know, I was trying to go along with my conscience. And that shouldn't be then a trap later if I decide, well, okay, yes, he's exceeded my expectations, right? It should be okay to say that. It should be okay to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and certainly on the right, we should all be able to get along about that. But we're in a society <clears throat> where everything has to be qualified definitely because we're so sensitive we're so afraid to offend just have a conversation let the chips fall where they may instead of worrying about if you're gonna hurt somebody else's feelings and we should work on getting rich uh and heading into financial freedom yeah Yeah, that's what we're doing a week from today glenn is hosting a free online investment training broadcast special that could be really valuable to you it's on bitcoin and cryptocurrencies now, his number one crypto expert, Tika Tuari from Palm Beach Letter, will walk you through the new case for Bitcoin, and he's going to give you the names of three cryptocurrencies he recommends you should buy right now. You can find out about the blockchain technology. You can find out about you know how you invest in Bitcoin, where it's best to do that. Uh, what are the new cryptos that we should be involved in? Is there something that's going to make me rich? Can I? Do I really have a shot at this? You're going to find all that out a week from today but you got to register it is free but you need to register beckcryptoshow.com go there register now for this free special event make sure you don't miss out beckcryptoshow.com pat gray only on the blaze radio network Gray. Let me just go. Here's Jeffy. <laughs> I'd like to say happy birthday to Tim Dionato, uh, our uh, our main uh, decorator here in the building today. It's his birthday. Celebrating. We're celebrating with tacos, which uh, got shoved into my face. People are celebrating. <laughs> I I begged them not to, and they just jammed them in my mouth. Nobody asked me. I found it interesting in your poll where Obama came in as uh, you know the. <laughs> The best president of their lifetime. Right. Uh, you know, you had the millennials, the Gen Xers, the boomers, and the 73 mm-hmm. to 90 year olds are the, called the silent generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is my generation? Like dead? Yes. I mean, mostly oh. dead, other than you. We have that chart. Like a cockroach, and you can't go away. See that? Look at that. See, see the, the little grid up so, there at the Blaze TV? Since you, you qualify for mm-hmm. all 45 presidents, yeah. <clears throat> actually, Not 44, because well. Cleveland was there twice. Oh. So you qualify for all 44. Who is the best of your Abraham lifetime? Abraham Lincoln. 
favorite. Okay. What do you remember about that era? Uh, When he was elected, Mm -hmm. when he took office. Did you weep? I was just elected, but March of 61, Mm -hmm. that was a good day. Good day. What were you doing that day? March of 1861. Uh What did you have for breakfast that day? We went to the inauguration. Uh, I guess, what didn't you have for breakfast that uh, day? Now, I will say that that, I'm I'm voting Lincoln Mm -hmm. as the best, Mm -hmm. (laughs) knowing that he didn't have Twitter. (laughs) If he had Twitter, Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. might, might drop down a notch. Because, you know, a, <laughs> that damn at Grant marching through. He, you know, <laughs> <on Twitter. laughs> mm-hmm. I can't take that damn General Lee. Tell, it'd be great. It would have been great it for would've. these guys to have Twitter. Yep. He could have put the uh, Gettysburg address on there. Now, no. He, they wouldn't have the extended Twitter. It would only been 140 characters. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, I, I have a real problem uh, with this Papa John story. What is it? Because it's just another example. Didn't we learn? Well, the problem is, is that context makes no difference right, that's anymore right. whatsoever. And he said and it himself in his own release. Yes, he did. And <laughs> context doesn't matter. Well should matter. Yeah, I think so, It's too. supposed to matter. I think so, too. I mean, this is, we learned, well, but we also learned that it really doesn't, right? I mean, less than a month ago, the Netflix guy fired for using it in context twice. Yeah. And yet, <clears throat> that's right. Gone. Yeah. Uh, we also have the Big Brother contestants, uh, you know, in trouble for using it for singing a song, a Drake song. And remember, Drake is the one who pulls. Right. Drake is the one who pulls the white girls up on stage, has them sing his songs on stage, and then gets to bitch him out when they when that's they quote it. Right. It's agonizing. Yeah. Agonizing. Yeah. And then we have we have uh, uh, what's her face, uh, Devon Rogers. Uh, who was, I guess, a couple of times a star on uh, Big Brother, and she does some other stuff for MTV. Oh, you don't get to say it. Uh, You don't get to sing it. You don't get to say it. You don't get to think it. Well, uh, no, guess what? You don't Uh, get to tell me what I get to do. Thank you. Yeah. It really really is frustrating. That sucks. Uh, If you're going to put it in a song... You can't expect us not to sing it. I'm sorry. Nope, sorry. You sure as hell take the money for it. Yep. Well, there was that, was it a girls' soccer team or something? Yeah. Or like a yeah. high school soccer team? Yeah. Duke or something? They were singing some yes. Drake song or whatever. Again, it had the N-word in it. They sang it, and they got in trouble for that. Again, I, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's incredible. So yeah, if, it's we're incredible. Supposed to, if we're supposed to like Drake, and apparently everybody loves his songs, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's got 100 of 100 in Billboard's Top 100 now. Right. Uh, you know, we all love Drake, but we can't sing his songs. We just have to listen to him and take him preaching to us. No it's thanks. That's crazy. No thanks. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get it. Okay, so he's not even. He's not even with Papa John's anymore. Had to leave his no, own he company. Left. Yeah, he long gone. Had to leave his own yeah. company. And he was. He had pretty much. Uh, had pretty much <clears> gone <throat> anyway. I mean, he was still. Uh, see, but with, now he was also. He's on the board of regents or whatever at the university. They're saying. Oh, uh, he's going to be nice gone day. from that. They don't want. They don't want him. Yeah. Well, nothing to do with him anymore. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, he's not going to be doing Peyton Manning commercials anymore. And what really ticks me off is, look, he should know better. Yeah. But, again, like the Netflix guy, they're in <clears throat> meetings to discuss how to avert these problems. Mm-hmm. And yet, aren't these people who are reporting on this against these guys? I mean, what happens to them? Those days are long gone. That kind of ticks me off, too. Like mm-hmm. the days of Stormy Daniels. You know, she's so, I took money to keep my mouth shut. Well, she hasn't kept her mouth shut. How about you give the money back and all the little notoriety and fame you've gotten from that? 
mm-hmm. for coming out and, I don't know, breaking your agreement, breaking the law because you are you were under contract. I mean, those days are long gone. I, 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 that, that needs to stop. People need to uh, be expected to follow what they agree to <clears throat> by the mm-hmm. law. What's a penalty? Do we know for breaking that agreement? Yes, she has to go to Ohio and push uh, undercover police officers' faces between her breasts <laughs> and then get arrested. <laughs> and slap them around with yeah. her snoobage. Yeah. That's what and happened. Then, and then, and then there was, and there was the a female, with, then there was a female officer snoobs. there that she that she felt up a little bit. And there was a there were male officers that Ohio. felt up a little bit. Stop too. it. Are you kidding me? I think that's a little Donald Trump inspired. Yeah, I think so perhaps. too. It's possible. <laughs> it's very possible. But you know, whatever. You got to follow. You should know the law. Yeah, you're the one. Do on the on your big world. Uh, make America sexy or snoobage again. I don't know. Mm. Whatever the whatever, whatever the title of your of your oh, mm-hmm. whatever the title of make your America snoobage. Yeah, again? I don't know what the, what the title. I don't is. Like that title. Actually, I do, and I'm not going to say it. Oh, because <laughs> I don't want to give her the credit. Uh, congratulations are in order. Well, before I do that story, mm. let me say another congratulations to uh, Mexico uh, as they uh, Mexican president elect. Another uh, one? Like they've been congratulated for something in the past? This yeah, would be oh, more oh, than one? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, Very yeah. well. I wasn't aware of that. Please. Mm. Uh, the president elect, Andres uh, Manuel Lopez uh, Obrador, uh, <laughs> plans to establish a distinct border police. Uh, to combat illegal immigration as well as drugs and smuggling uh, from Central America uh, on their southern border. Uh, we're going to create border police force. It'll be highly specialized, uh, and they need to apply the law. The legitimate use of force by the state is a resource. Hmm. That's weird because that's not how he feels on the northern border <laughs> right. against the United States. Mm, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of... Uh, I'm not sure, you know, what he's thinking there. Does he doesn't want people to come in, or is he going to guide them through the country to our border? <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, congratulations are definitely in order, though, for uh, Shridhar Shalala. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he has the owner of the longest fingernails ever recorded. Uh, on a single hand. Right, tell me, uh, he not... just cut him off. Oh, what? Uh, after sixty-six years, you can't be doing that. Uh, if you're watching on Blaze Television, you'll get to view <laughs> some of the fingernail oh, cutting. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! And uh, how, are how, lunch. how good they are, and what they how good they are. He's been growing them since uh, he was fourteen, uh, nineteen fifty-two. Oh, no, no. Uh, they put together there as long <laughs> as a uh, length of a London bus. No. Uh, end to end. And how do you? How uh, did you get around with that? He, we did it on his left hand. So, so he, he his right hand was uh, clipped, and he became a photographer. And oh, they gave him they had him a special handle that he could take pictures with. Uh, this is with his camera. So he made a living. He uh, he can't move his fingers or his yeah. hands now uh-huh. on his left hand where yeah, the fingernails were. Right. Because uh, they're in too much pain, and they've bent over, and he had to carry around the nails forever. What a freak! They were so heavy, uh, so he cut them off. Uh-huh. And, wow! Uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to be displayed now. Those of you that don't think the Blaze Television is enough, and you wanted to see them in person, you can go to Times Square and Ripley's. Believe it or not, they're going to oh, be they're going to be on shoot. display there. I just wish mm. that I walked through there every day. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, think. When they showed him walking around, they showed some footage and him standing and how they all circled up and carried and everything. Oh, gross. If you need a saw to trim your nails, you've Mm. let them go a little little, little too long. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A little little, 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 little too long. long. (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, mother, more congratulations. This, is, this news is congratulation news. What do we got? This news is congratulation news. The Navy is now going to allow women to wear ponytails and lock hairstyles. It's, uh, it's reversing a policy that forbade women from letting their hair down. Chief Naval Operations uh, Administration John Richardson said it makes the Navy more inclusive. Isn't that good? I mean, congratulations, I mean. Uh, many black women had asked for the changes to the female grooming standards. And uh, during, uh, when it was announced, uh, the new policy during a Facebook Live event, uh, Latoya Jones, uh, Yeoman First Class, uh, the new standards went into effect on Wednesday. She was uh, very happy. Uh, they were all very happy. Lock hairstyles or rope-like strands are also now allowed. Wider hair buns, too. They can wear ponytails while they're in their uniform. Good for them. And if you think to yourself, well, now that's kind of stupid and really this should follow the regulations like everybody else. But you should take into account that one <clears throat> captain, Thurur Kent, a senior member of the working group that recommended the changes, uh, she said that she recalled being told to take out her braids early in her career. And uh, because of the texture of her hair, it stood straight up and it was a very embarrassing moment that stays with you. How horrifying. So I That's mean, horrifying. She, it wasn't enough for her to, to leave the Navy. Well, she's made a career out of it as a captain hmm. and a senior member. But she's still. Yeah. Still. You can't. How long she, can your fingernails be in the she Navy? Probably, they, cannot be that, they cannot be my man's length. No <laughs> way. <laughs> no way. They cannot be that long. Uh, the Emmy Awards were just, uh, the Emmy nominations were just released. Uh, and I found, I didn't, I went through them real quickly to see, uh, see what they were. But uh, TV? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The know. Emmys. I don't know crap, man. I am so out of touch. We need to make sure we highlight that last lines from Keith Malinak, please. Uh, overall, uh, Game of Thrones, most mm. nominations, 22. Is that a TV show, Jeffy? Saturday Night Live and Westworld both earned 21. Never heard of them. Hmm. Pretty amazing. Now, you'll go down and look at some of the, the nominations. They are not on regular. I mean, there's, there's some network television stuff, but lead actor in a drama series. Hmm. Uh, this is us and the Americans, uh, uh, but Ozark and Westworld—that's uh, you know Netflix and HBO. Supporting supporting actor, all all not network related. Really? At wow. All. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, The Crown, Homeland. So this is us. Didn't get a nomination for best. That's a great show. Uh, yeah. For like best this drama us. series, the, the, these were actors and actresses. Okay. Uh, so, Let's see, TV movie or drama series. Did I highlight that? Yeah, they probably did say, for huh? the drama series, right? I don't know. Lead actors this in the drama story. series. Oh, no, I know, but I, I was doing um, the actors. So. Are Emmys TV shows? shows? Is that right? Are we doing yeah. TV stuff? Okay. Wow. I'm trying to buy yeah. you some time. <laughs> yeah, an Emmy. Is, but I've run out of options. It's for TV, uh, Keith. I think okay. we've established that now. <laughs> drama series. <laughs> uh, the Americans, Game of Thrones, Crown. Americans, Game of Thrones. Crown. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. This is Us. This is Us. Yeah, West, so it was Westworld. nominated in Westworld. Westworld. So for drama series. So Americans seven. and This Is Us okay. are okay. the two network ones that are, you know, making the yep. making the Have you ever watched This Is Us? Yes. I was, really good. I was forced to watch uh, a few really episodes with my wife, and then I mm-hmm. kind of lost a little interest. But I get updated <clears> from her, so I'm aware of a little bit of what happens. Okay. Um, I, I, it's okay. I, I've... I've got a number of shows on my plate right now. Did you cry? Have you cried? Ooh. Do you, uh, do you, I, do you cry, though? I, I let myself. If I get into a show enough, I let myself yeah. cry. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not too oh, big of a, a man to deny a, that. Has the zombie show ever made you cry? Then to, 
It's a zombie show. Ever made you cry? Hey, it's not a zombie show. Okay, well, whatever it's (laughs) called, (laughs) Walking (laughs) Death or something. I don't know. Is it? And they always they they kill uh, Walking Dead on the Emmys. They never get any uh, awards for the Walking Dead. Really? They're one of the biggest shows on cable television forever. They get nothing. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not even for makeup. They don't. They they, used to get is the makeup usually. Wow. But no actors. None of that. Surprising because I hear so much about it. I know. We got plenty of uh, plenty of Florida news. I got Florida news. That could be any day of the week. This is all Florida Florida. news. This is all Florida news, though. Good stuff. Uh, The only reason this show, this story, caught my eyes because I can't believe that nobody just went up to see if the guy was okay. If it's a real story, Uh they posted a picture. A lady posts a picture of a guy, presumably naked, tied to a tree with a camera pod in front of him, with a camera up on a (laughs) tripod in front of him. Uh oh. And she claimed that she called the police, and the police never came. Okay, and you can see the tweet from a Brittany Donovan, who's a, just a reporter for the Jacksonville news station, who shows the picture and tweets that uh, tweets about it. Uh, the lady who posted the picture said that uh, she reported the incident uh, because of indecent exposure. And uh, they've interviewed all these people. The police haven't responded whether they actually responded to the reporter, whether they actually showed up or not to investigate. But if you were on a beach and you said, hey, there's a guy over there tied to a tree naked with a camera in front of him, okay. would you, A, call the police and leave, B, I don't know, meander over and see if he's okay before you did anything at all? Or maybe as you were calling the police, would you meander over? That's why I don't think it's if real. If I'm a woman, maybe not. I don't think it's real. Maybe not. You know, with it might not kids? be safe for the woman. I would probably get close enough to say, hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, see if there was some kind hey, of... Hey, you okay while well, you're calling the police? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not touching him and no. stuff. Mm-mm. Well, I didn't, I didn't like, say I'm anything I'm not untying him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not untying him. I'm like, nah, you're going to oh, wait. I, 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 I would help him You're going to wait for, for the guys with the rubber gloves to come by because <laughs> it ain't going to be me, man. Sorry. Oh, just because you're naked doesn't mean you're... Yes, it no, does. No, we sure. want you to that finish. Means I'm not touching we want you, you to man. finish that sentence. <clears throat> it, it means just I'm not you're touching. Just because you're naked, you. Yeah. So, just because you're naked doesn't mean you can't. Uh, you should. This is where you should go. Actually, one of my Florida stories uh, this uh-huh. weekend, Saturday. Uh, if you're looking for something to do, mm-hmm. Cypress Cove Nudist Resort, uh, holding their open house on Saturday. Wait, maybe is this what the guy was doing? It's a great way to satisfy your curiosity, is just to see how much fun visiting our family-friendly nudist resort can really be. Family-friendly. <laughs> Uh, I've never been to this one, Cypress Cove. <laughs> Family uh, friendly. Florida, Here's my junk. In uh, Kissimmee, Florida. But uh, <laughs> it might be worth going. I've gone to the, the one in Lutz, Lake Como. I'm sorry. Say that to the microphone. I've been, to the, I've been to the one in Lutz, Florida, at were, Lake Como. Were you, were you clothed? Another story out of Florida, Vero Beach. Did they close it down afterwards? A man who told uh, officers that he had been charged twice for uh, <laughs> drunken driving in Missouri assured them that he was not drinking and driving on Vero Beach in Florida. Uh, when he was questioned uh, in the McDonald's parking lot, uh, he made sure that uh, he was telling them that, uh, look, uh, I've not been drinking and driving. I I drink at the stoplights and the stop signs, and I don't drink while I'm driving. Yeah. It's almost like it's not a real story. Almost that. However, the woman who was not identified in the officer's arrest affidavit said she called uh, the deputies because she was in line in front of him at the McDonald's drive-thru, and he kept hit, tapping her bumper. So, I mean, apparently while he was drinking in the drive-thru lane, you know, he'd go to take a little drink of the bourbon and maybe let up on the brake a little bit. I mean, that's what bumpers are for. What's the big deal? You get a little bump, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's hurry up. 
right? Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, legal uh, driving limit uh, in Florida is a zero point zero eight. He was a one five three and one four seven uh, at the on the road and in the police department. So he was a, about a half a pint of whiskey uh, in him at mm. the time. And he did not. Uh, they asked him about it for his driver's license. He said that uh, he never had one in Florida. Uh, and apparently uh, he never had one in Missouri either, so he's in jail. Do you need one in either of those states? I think so. Oh. I think you do, yeah. Okay. For Florida, well, I know for a fact, well, you know what? I know for a fact you do in both. Really? Yeah. Florida, mm. you have to have a driver's license. Missouri, you have to have a driver's license. Picky. I, wow. I know. There might be some other states out there that don't, but. Who is the government to decide whether I'm a good enough driver or not? Who are they? Thank you. You know? Thank you. And uh, I'll leave you one last Florida story. Uh, For those of you that were asking me, stop asking. He's okay. The elephant that Michael Jackson had at Neverland, that's been in the zoo in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, all this time, uh, since 97. Uh, He's okay. He's back into his his cages. He got out for a little while. Uh, Somebody left the back gate open. He was out wandering around having a few (laughs) snacks. (laughs) Yeah. And... uh, He's, it's okay. He didn't oh, hurt good. No one Thank got you. hurt, and neither did very the relieved. elephant didn't get hurt. I'm so, very, very relieved. So Thank you good. for that information. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to help. Now I want to tell you a little something about uh, uh, earwax. All right? Oh. All right. If you have the world's longest fingernails, you there's no way you're getting those in your ears. There's no way they're getting those in your ears. Those <laughs> long-ass fingernails. If you, <laughs> if you do, they're, they're going in one side and coming out the other ear, which probably isn't good. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, the system? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. All right, so when your ears are clean, it's a beautiful thing. You get to hear. They don't hurt. They're not uncomfortable. They don't itch. And you don't have to keep saying, what? What? Turn that up. Turn that up. Now, many people try to use cotton swabs. No. Many people try to use long fingernails. No. Don't do it. Okay? You use the candle, right? You put the candle in your ear and just set the stuff on fire. Light it on fire, right? And then it melts melts everything. Some people do. What you're supposed Mm -hmm. to do, though, is you put the candle uh, on a plate. You know, okay. So that you put the plate uh-huh. up, so the candle is in your ear, and the plate is sitting on the side of your face. <laughs> really? So the wax lands. That's a good on idea. The, so the, the wax person because the wax lands on the plate. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Except no. Don't. I mean, do that. you don't want to, if you put the candle in it, the wax just hits your head, and trust me, that hurts. Huh? The wax RX system is a method. <laughs> the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. Check it out, now. Doctor developed wax RX system, softening drops that break down the earwax inside. Is this the softening? Oh, that's the refill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, this is the softening drops yeah, right yeah. here in a little bottle that comes in a box. And it's got the engineered pump fitted with a unique tip. Mm-hmm. Put it in the air, flushes away. Finally, the condition formula soothes to make the ultimate complete earwax removal system. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your reusable earwash system today. Offer code radio. You know why you want to use the offer code? Because if you use the offer code radio, usewaxrx.com, this particular box, Probably inside another box. Comes right to your house. <laughs> Use WaxRx.com. Offer code radio. U-S-E-WaxRx.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. So, 
North Korean officials didn't show at a Thursday meeting with U.S. military about repatriating the remains of American war dead. Two sides had been expected to meet at the Korean Peninsula's um, demilitarized zone to discuss the return of U.S. troop remains from the 1950-53 to war, an arrangement that the State Department announced after Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's visit to Pyongyang last Friday and Saturday. State Department officials had said that the meeting would likely take place July 12th, uh, though they said the date could shift. And apparently it did, unbeknownst uh, to American officials. Oh, boy. Uh, see, this is the problem. Can we trust them? I think pretty clearly we can't. Um, from the State Department, they said we were ready. It just didn't happen. They didn't show. In a statement released to reporters, South Korea's foreign ministry said that North Korean military officials were now seeking a meeting with their U.S. counterparts on July 15th. So three days from now. Oh, okay. I'm sure it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how difficult is this process to repatriate the remains of soldiers from a war, you know, 65 years ago? Come on now. How tough is that? And if they can't do just that, then you can't t- you can't trust them to do any of it. Can you? I, I mean, you can't trust that they're going to denuclearize. You can't trust uh, anything they say, I don't think. They've, they got no honor, and they, they can't be partners in this. And so, you know, you just keep the, you keep the sanctions on. Well, it was good effort, President Trump. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's not over yet, but I, I don't know. There's some signs that it's not looking very good. I mean, that seems like a rudimentary level. It does. Issue yeah, that they could have really resolved does. and showed good faith. Yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grand Leash coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. By the way, traffic and weather together every nine minutes on the sevens all day long. No coming up oh, i'm sorry it's every seven minutes on the nines wish i could get that straight i don't know what it is i mean it's just like the, your math it's kind of important too fuzzy math yeah every seven minutes on the nines all day long traffic and weather together um it's uh it's hot and uh mm-hmm. and there's a lot of traffic so. are we going up to uh cap and joe up in the uh hella chopper the traffic chopper no they couldn't get it they couldn't get the chopper up there today because it was uh it was too hot it's it so hot. hot. Yeah, it was. It's too hot. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't think that the rotating thing on the top. You know, the blades they uh-huh. melted. They melted. No, get it. yeah, that's weird. It's is, weird. But is Captain Joe okay? He's okay. It, it happened before he actually took off, so that was good. 
888 900 And uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, from Mike, we get this. That was an excellent call and question from Darian just uh, just now. Now it's not just now anymore. It's from a while ago. Yeah. We have to qualify everything we say so as not to offend any somebody somewhere. And it's really true. And he, he was trying to say it wasn't a trap. He just wanted to get my opinion. Would, saying what I've said now about Trump being the, maybe the second best president of my lifetime, would I vote for him? And I, I wasn't considering it a trap. I, yeah, that was a great question. Pretty legitimate question. But uh, Darian noticed that, you know, we're so careful with each other now and it, and it, it's not like you could just say, okay, I disagreed with the guy, but he's proven me wrong. Why can't we just do that? It has to be a big deal, a big production. You, you, you're a douchebag somehow if you didn't like him then, but you do now, or you did like him then, but you don't now. I mean, th- things change. And he's actually pleasantly surprised me on a number of things, and we talked about him. So, I, I mean... Should Absolutely. be able to say that, right? Absolutely, and, mm. and I don't know if I'd vote for him yet, though. Right, I, but I, there's a chance. And see, that's the thing about this show and you in particular is if you have an observation, mm-hmm. and then facts intervene along the way that might sway you one way or the other, you're going to level with the audience, and you're going to be yeah. honest, and you're going to say, you know what, you changed. I expected this from Trump. So far, mm-hmm. it's been completely different or somewhat different than I expected. Yeah, a lot of shows. Not going to do that. True. In fact, this show is um, different in that respect because so many will have their party line and just follow straight down that pathway no matter where it leads. Mm-hmm. Pat will be honest with you. Yeah, without mentioning any names, I mean, there are people that agree with him no matter what. Mm-hmm. And there are, on the other hand, people that disagree with him no matter what. Yeah, uh, we take a different different tack. I think, play, you know, play by play. There is one opinion... That Pat and I will never change in the world, and I think it's safe to say, um, Jeffy is a disgusting human being, and oh. like we're not going to waver. Right, we're That's just right. not going to do that. I mean, and let's face it, Jeffy is fat. He's fat, and, and that fact will never change. That's true. that's obvious. It's mm-hmm. true. It's like a self-evident. You know. Look, I I don't make universal law. <laughs> I just report on it. That's all I do. That's all I don't I don't make it. I'm just telling you, <laughs> Jeffy is fat. Jeffy's fat. Okay. Uh, from Reagan Coop, Trump's execution is at times painful, but the product is sound. I used to say, watch what Obama does, not what he says. And if we apply that to Trump, he's been pretty damn good for America. Mm. Yeah, and he, you know, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, several folks uh, on Twitter tweeting at Pat Unleashed with the hashtag, put that in your pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're uh, informing us um, that it was Kendrick Lamar, not Drake, that did the oh, on-stage right. shenanigans and brought up white girls. And, and again, it was Jeffy, Jeffy who said it was Drake. A terrible. Not us. I mean, not me. Not Keith. Nope. So. So, Jeffy. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Thank okay. You. you were wrong again. Again. What a surprise. Mm. Uh, Speaker Paul Ryan said he's willing to hold former FBI attorney Lisa Page in contempt of Congress if she continues defying a congressional subpoena to answer questions about anti-Donald Trump text messages that she exchanged with uh, her boyfriend, uh, Mr. Strzok. Ryan said, I'm very, very disturbed by this. Congressional subpoenas for testimony are not optional. She was part of a mess. That they've uncovered over at DOJ. She has an obligation to come testify. Ryan later added, added, if she wants to come plead the fifth, that's her choice. 
but a subpoena to testify bef- before Congress is not optional. It's mandatory. She needs to comply. Hmm. Okay. Um, so Peter Strzok is testifying, uh, kind of, before Congress. And uh, I guess things are getting a little heated in some cases, aren't they? Uh, here's one of the exchanges today uh, between Peter Strzok and members of Congress. Mr. Chairman, I insist on my point of order, and I insist on Mr. Strzok healing the ruling of the chair. Mr. Strzok, knowing the advice, that point I of have order, given Mr. You. Chairman. Point of order. I believe there's a point of order that's been raised, and you've ruled. We have a right now to answer Mr. Nadler's. It is not a valid point of order. The and chair I has already addressed that question because you don't question on that ruling. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Strzok. Mr. Chairman, I appeal the ruling of the chair that you have just made on that on the on whether the you have not v- stated a valid point of and order. And that is your ruling, and that, I appeal it. That is not an appealable. Point of order. Yes, it is, Mr. Chairman. Appealing the ruling of the chair is exactly what he's requesting. He's appealing it. That requires a vote to either sustain it or overrule it. The gentleman from New York has not cited a rule of the House that is being violated. Therefore, it is not a point of order. That's your ruling. That ruling of the chair. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, is it not appropriate to also interject? the attorney-client privilege, which cannot be overridden uh, and is a rule of the House to the the extent that witnesses have the right to an attorney-client privilege in this House. And that is what this witness is uh, asserting, attorney-client privilege, and he has been advised not to answer the question. The gentlewoman will suspend. Wow. Wow. So, uh, so, I mean, you're going to bow to the expertise of Sheila Jackson Lee every time. Nobody knows rules and laws and events like Sheila Jackson Lee that does. That goes back to those universal truths you were giving us. Exactly. A, I don't I don't make universal law. I just live by it. That's yeah. all I do. Okay? I report on it. I live by it. And one one universal law is Sheila Jackson Lee knows. <laughs> Ugh. Like the time she went to NASA in mm. Houston. Yeah. And said, hey. Hey. So... Can you still see the American flag on Mars? And uh, I think she was surprised to learn uh, that, in fact, there is no American flag on Mars. Minor detail. Yeah, just a minor detail. We've never been to Mars with American flags. Uh, got got a rover there now, but it hasn't planted a, hasn't flag. Planted a flag. So, and yeah. uh, I believe, mm-hmm. yes. No, mm-hmm. Let's just, I cannot take it. I lived in her district. It was great. Oh my gosh, it was a fun experience. I will say, she's terrific. She's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful congressperson. Great legislator. Um, and Peter Strzok is saying he'll <clears> answer her questions, but he will not answer questions. Do we from, have that? From, uh, we don't have that clip, that? no, but the, that's just being circulated here on the Internet. So He'll that, answer Sheila Jackson Lee's questions, but not the Republicans' questions. That's apparently what's happening up there. Yeah, that's the great. This is going to go well. It is this guy's a douchebag, a way bigger douche than I, than I anticipated. Mm. Put him in jail. Mm. Just put him in jail. He deserves it. But as he reminded us, mm-hmm. he's not up there under oath. He's just up there as a courtesy at this point. So... We'll bring you back. Well, I mean, he didn't. He, I mean, they've never proved any bias against him, so that's the good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going well. I mean, it's uh, it's the uh, 
Final throws of the Republic, but hey, it's cool. It's everything's good. Everything's yeah, don't great. worry about you it. Know, we're good. Don't worry about it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, as uh, Jeffy kind of touched on, the Emmy nominations are out for outstanding comedy series this year. Uh, let's see. I'm looking to see if I've seen any of them. Nope. <laughs> outstanding comedy series: Atlanta, Barry, Blackish. <laughs> but that's a network show, right? Blackish. Yeah. Curb your enthusiasm. Glow. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Silicon Valley, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I know none of them. Now, Outstanding Drama, I do know some of these. The Americans, I don't watch it, but I know of it. And Glenn says that's great. Uh, I'd actually like to see it. Did it it ended this year? It ended? Was it good? Okay. Do we win the Cold War? Did we win? Did did they lose? Do we win? Who wins? Did they win? Who wins? Oh man! Well, now he's just ruined the whole show for me. Well, I was, good. I was good. You know what? See, did you hear it too? I did not, and so thank you for not wow. ruining it for me. But uh, thanks, I, I, Ron. I really like it when he tells thanks. me stuff. Yeah, he told me stuff. Didn't tell me anything. Okay, so the Americans, The Crown, Game of Thrones. Uh, okay, Americans was on what? Run FX. <laughs> then you got The Crown, which is anybody know Netflix or Amazon? Boy, you're asking. Guy. Then you got Game of Thrones, which is Netflix. Mm-hmm. No, HBO. <laughs> then you got Hand, Handmaid's Tale, which is... Uh, anybody know? Mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale? I think it's Amazon. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things, Netflix. And, and it's good. This Is Us, NBC. So that, that's the only main network, like, actual network show mm-hmm. that's nominated for Outstanding Drama. And This Is Us is good. And then Westworld was nominated this year. That's HBO. Huh. So the Keith Emmys are going to be Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Sunday Afternoon Early Game, Sunday Afternoon Late Game. Those are my top five. Uh, and then I could throw in a couple of Food Network shows mm-hmm. and and Sports Center. Yeah. Call it done. Yeah. So we're, we're going to hold a special Emmys on uh-huh. Pat Gray Unleashed uh, later date. <laughs> Lead actor in a limited series or movie, Antonio Banderas and Genius Picasso. I saw a ton of commercials for that. Never saw the show, though. Darren Criss in The Assassination of Johnny Versace, Versace, American Crime Story. Uh, That was FX. Benedict Cumberbatch, Patrick Melrose. I think that's on uh, Amazon, but I'm not sure. Jeff Daniels in The Looming Tower, no idea. John Lennon, our legend, John Lennon. John Lennon's not back. Uh, I didn't mean to get your hopes up. He <laughs> did not come back to life and get into a TV show this year. John Legend in Jesus Christ Superstar uh, and Jesse Plemons' Black Mirror. Lead actress in a limited series or movie. Jessica Beale in The Sinner. Don't know where that was, but USA, it was good. All right. Um Laura Dern in The Tale, also Michelle Dockery, Godless. Edie Falco, uh, Law and Order, True Crime, The Menendez Murders. Oh, I wanted to see that. That looked like it might be good. Regina King in Seven Seconds and Sarah Paulson in American Horror Story, Cult. Hmm. And then you got actor in a comedy series, supporting actor. I don't know any of them either. Uh, Lead actress in a comedy series, supporting actress. Mm, is there? Are there any other just any dramas? Brooklyn, any or? Brooklyn Nine Nine nods in there? 
I mean, is that the last thing you've watched on TV? Yeah, I'm way behind though. So, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I love that show. Do you? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of. You literally do watch it. Yeah, it's jumped the shark, but I mean, it's still good. Haven't they all though? Yeah. Haven't they all? Triple eight nine hundred thirty eight ninety three. A week from today, you don't want to miss this incredible broadcast. Um, if you want to m- possibly make a small fortune or maybe a really large fortune with cryptos, got some free investment training for you. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register for Glenn's special free live online investment training broadcast event a week from today, July 19th. During the event, Glenn is going to interview former hedge fund manager and number one cryptocurrency trading expert Tika Tuari from Palm Beach Letter. Now, for the first time, he'll share some new facts about Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies that you're never going to hear about in the rest of the media. He's also going to reveal the big event unfolding behind the scenes that could push cryptocurrencies to new highs. And then give you the names of three cryptos you need to invest in right now. Plus, you'll have a chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. This is going to be a great broadcast. If you don't know a lot, you keep hearing like I do about cryptocurrencies, about Bitcoin... Is it too late? You're wondering if, okay, already went up to 19,000. You missed that, right? Um, We talked to that guy, the gun guy today. Remember the gun guy, Cody uh, Wilson? Yeah. Uh, Glenn and I interviewed him on on, uh, Glenn's radio show, and he is a big Bitcoin believer. He bought Bitcoin in 2012 at $9. I should have become friends with him in retrospect. Dollars. Hmm. And he bought a lot of it. And he said, <laughs> unfortunately, he sold about half of it at $1,000. But he hung on uh-huh. to a lot of it. <laughs> and it went up to $19,000. And he sold some more. But he still has a bunch of it. And it's, it's well, I don't know, $7,000. So, I mean, this thing could still blow wide open for you. Uh, if you listen to Cody Wilson, he believes it's going to go back to 20000 eventually. And maybe it will. I don't know. And if you buy it 6000 you're going to make a lot of money. So get the advice. Get the information you need to make a really good decision on cryptocurrencies. And, you know, who knows? Maybe you finally get lucky. Maybe this is the time when you buy low and sell high. That would be great. BeckCryptoShow.com. Register right now for this exclusive broadcast event. It's free, but you have to register so just go to BeckCryptoShow.com right now. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Is Pat Gray unleashed? Welcome to it. Uh, Katie Tour had a really good point today. or last, I, think, I guess it was yesterday. We're just playing it for you today because this is brilliant. Um, she wonders and asks guest author J.D. Vance whether it's appropriate today 
for a guy like Brett Kavanaugh to be nominated. And here's why. Um, see what you think of this. Do you think it's appropriate to continue to take such a, a strict originalist um, view of the Constitution, given it's, it's 2018 and not 1776? <laughs> well, I, I don't know that Americans have become more uh. progressive on everything. Certainly, the t times have changed since 1776. But how you interpret the Constitution is ultimately different from what policy preferences you want. I mean, is that one of the dumbest questions you've ever heard asked on television? Is that really appropriate? Since it's 2018, to take a strict originalist viewpoint on the Constitution rather than it's not 1776? <laughs> okay, first of all, first of all, Ms. Brain Surgeon, the Constitution wasn't written in 1776, okay? So there was, there was nothing there in 1776 to, to be an originalist on, okay? It was written in 1787. And then they started the confirmation progress, or you know, the the acceptance process, and it had to be accepted by the states afterwards. So uh, that took until 1791 is when it was ratified. 1791, Katie, <laughs> just for future reference. But is it appropriate to take an originalist view? It's not because what it's tw it's we're 240 years later. That's just asinine. The same principles still apply, right? Do the same principles still apply or or not? I mean, technology has changed. Attitudes have changed. But principles and values are the same. If you believe in God, they're exactly the same as they were then. And that's what the founders based it all on. You know, the, it's not like the Constitution came out of a vacuum. Something called the Ten Commandments contributed greatly to the U.S. Constitution. Uh, is it really appropriate to take a strict originalist view on the Constitution when it's 2018? Oh, that's right. Because we... That's right. We've got 96 genders now. Uh, of course not. You know, you can't listen to the... You can't read the Constitution like it was written. <laughs> it's a living, breathing document, Katie. It's running out of oxygen, though. Wow. I mean, that's just stupidity on a scale that's it, hard to even believe. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing on television? Seriously, if you're that stupid. <laughs> I just, it's amazing to me. 888 Also, Paula White is in some trouble, and I, I don't think she should be. She is a spiritual advisor to Donald Trump. And she said, she said, Jesus Christ never broke immigration laws. And if he had, he wouldn't be fit for the title of Messiah. Right? Because the Messiah wouldn't break the law. That's what she was saying. So a, a Messiah can't break the law. You got to be perfect. For, for God to continue to be God, he has to be perfect. And what she's saying here is, if he's breaking laws... That makes him not perfect and thus unqualified to be the Messiah. That's why he wouldn't break the law. She made the comment during an interview with the Christian Broadcast Network, during which she was discussing her recent visit to an immigration detention center in Virginia. She was asked whether her visit brought to mind any biblical scripture. Her answer? I think so many people have taken biblical scriptures out of context on this to say stuff like, 
Well, Jesus was a refugee. This is so good, I think. And yes, he did live in Egypt for three and a half years, but it wasn't illegal. If he had broken the law, he would have been sinful, and he would not have been our Messiah. You don't agree with that, Keith? Keith, I'm seeing you grimace. That must mean that you do not agree with Paula White. I actually do. I agree with their assessment of the laws of the time and how they relate to immigration. What I disagree with is... You don't think if he broke the law, that would have been sinful? That's a premise that I think you could apply differently. I'm not applying it to this case, but just that blanket statement that mm-hmm. you can't break the law and, and because that's sinful and therefore you can't be the Messiah. I don't know. Was it sinful to sit at the counter at Woolworths? I mean, I think there are laws that you could break and still not be sinful. I don't know that the government is always the best arbiter of what is and is not. Yeah, in the, in the case of a discriminatory law like that, yeah, that's a that, little bit that, different. Jim Crow laws, for instance. Sure. That's why I say, yeah. yeah, yeah. In that context, I totally agree. Yes, but that's that, what I'm, and that's the context yes, I'm talking just about. Just the statement of yeah. it's sinful to break the law. I disagree. So that's me. There are some. There are some. Um, mm, there's some wiggle room on. I, yeah, I, get I think it. there are laws mm. that are just uh, that are bad laws. Yes, uh, throughout time. And so, was it was it legal mm-hmm. for Jesus Christ? To overturn the tables at the temple? Probably. It was at least against the temple rules. That wasn't sinful, was it? No. No, I don't. But sinful was what was going on to cause him to overturn the tables. See, and there are laws that allow for sin. That's sinful. But yeah, in the context of immigration, nice try by whoever asked this question of Paula White. Yeah. Had a great answer. And that's because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to trap her into. Jesus was a refugee. He was in Egypt. He left because they were in danger, and so they left for two years. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, yes, but uh, Egypt didn't have a law against that. So, But it was a good uh, try, whoever was yeah. pitching that. Nice her. try. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> man. Uh, we had the same thing during the Obama administration when he was a um, community organizer. We heard from, who was it that said Jesus was a community organizer? Do you remember that? Uh, uh, well, remember that? let's see. Because it was in response to Sarah Palin saying, yeah, let's go and elect a community organizer. And yeah, then somebody, just you said this. Change. You want the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barack Obama was a community organizer like Jesus, who our uh, <laughs> minister prayed about. Wait. Uh, Pontius Pilate what? was a governor. <laughs> okay, so wait. Jesus was not a community organizer, uh, by the way. He did not do what Barack Obama does, or did, uh, I guess, back in Chicago in the Wait, day. So that was 2012 right there? I, I don't know. If you want change, you want the Democratic Party. Uh-huh. Uh, Barack Obama was a community organizer like Jesus, who our uh, minister prayed about. Uh, Pontius Pilate was a governor. Uh-huh. Okay, so Mitt Romney huh. was Pontius Pilate, apparently. Uh-huh. That's right. Because it could have been, was a, been a McCain reference. Wow. So, come on. That's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred. 3393. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
is here. All right, before we get back to the show, let me tell you about uh, how to become proficient at gun use in your own home with your personal gun. How can you possibly do that without being, you know, destructive and dangerous to people around you? Well, iTarget Pro has revolutionized home firearm training. iTarget uses your actual gun, and that way you become proficient with it and you become proficient with it where you may have to use it right there in your own home. iTarget Pro system utilizes your smartphone and their app, which has a laser in place of the bullet, and it detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. It's fantastic. So no more having to go to the store, the you know, Cabela's or wherever, and buy all kinds of ammo, and then go to the gun range, pay the range fees, drive back and forth, use all that gas, you got the hassle of parking and going away from home and then coming back and doing it all in the heat and moving your guns around. You don't have to do any of that. You just do it in the comfort and privacy of your own home with the iTarget Pro system. And right now, you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. So save money, save time, and you can take your skill to the next level in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Do it effectively. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code Pat, iTargetPro.com. You left out of there the weight at these uh, shooting ranges. On 4th of July, we wanted to go, and, you know, Carrie's oh. dad was in town, and mm-hmm. we checked in, uh, and it was like, yeah, uh, three and a half hours if you show up now. Oh, my gosh. So we're like, yeah, we got the iTarget Pro. Thanks, though. Appreciate it. So I've got this membership that, like, I don't even use anymore because I have iTarget Pro. That's great. <laughs> three and a half hours. Yep. Wow. Yeah, no thank you. Pass. No thank you. I've got some grilling to do. Yeah. could grill up two meals before I'd be seen there. Right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... There's a blue wave sweeping taxi. It's a blue wave! A tidal wave! It's a blue! Yeah, we're drowning. A blue one! We're drowning in blue! (laughs) Beto O'Rourke raised $10.4 in the second quarter of 2018 again outpacing Ted Cruz by a lot. Now, to me, okay, so what? I mean, I, I don't know. If maybe Ted isn't taking this seriously enough, I but I just don't think that's the case. I just think people feel like, well, <clears throat> Ted Cruz is going to crush this guy. <clears throat> and I, I hope we're right about that because you can get complacent. Ask uh, Joe Crowley in New York. He got mm-hmm. complacent and he lost. So I don't want that to happen, but I also don't believe the blue wave is sweeping Texas right now with uh, Beto O'Rourke. Uh, the El Paso representative, again, vastly outraised Ted Cruz, who took in less than half. He brought in $4.6 million during the same time period, compared to $10.4 million for o- O'Rourke. The Irish-American <laughs> with the Hispanic nickname... His name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. There's nothing Hispanic about this guy. Can we get over it? No. You, you recall when, when um, the unions tried to stop what um, Scott Walker was doing in Wisconsin uh, with the teachers union, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, five, six years ago? And they pumped all this money in there, and they, they had it handed to them. And, boy, it really hurt. It, it really hurt how much money they spent with no return. I think oh, that's, that's right. probably yeah. what's going to happen here. That's it's just going to make man. this uh, more I painful hope. for them because they're going to not only lose 
the election, um, but they're also going to lose all that cash. So cash on hand, O'Rourke leads overall, uh, Senator Cruz, 14 million to 10.4 million. Uh, or O'Rourke has now outraised Senator Cruz every period but one since he launched his Senate bid. Uh, which is going to make his loss even sweeter. Yes. In November. And see, right? That's what we hope. I think the disadvantage, and I, I have no idea. I'm just assuming, is that the Republican Party, the the establishment in D.C. hate Ted Cruz because he mm-hmm. has called them out, they do. and 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 it ultimately led to their loss of power to Donald Trump as a party um, because they refused to get behind the principled conservative, the constitutionalist, and Ted Cruz. Uh-huh. And I just assume that they dislike him so much that they're probably not pumping a lot of money into his campaign. They're probably telling him it's probably true. Hey, you know what? It's a safe seat. It's Texas. Whatever. We hate you. Yeah. And this is what's happening. Ted Cruz has proved the experts wrong in the past. I mean, I'll never forget when he first ran for office. What year was that? We Uh, six years ago. Yeah. 2012. It was just 2012. That's right. Because this is his first re-election campaign. So we had just gotten to Texas and all of the Texas uh, elites we're saying you guys are barking up the wrong tree supporting Ted Cruz. He's not going to win. He can't win. He, <laughs> he can't. He can't beat David. Uh, what's his face? Um, dang oh, it. Oh, um, you know, ah, former. Uh, how quickly they fall, huh? I know. Oh, Cruz, Dewhurst, Dewhurst, Deuce, Dave Dewhurst. Yeah, David Dewhurst. He was the pick of all of the, you know, all the wealthy guys <laughs> like uh, Ross Perot. Ross Perot Jr. really thought he's going to. He's gonna uh, he's gonna beat Ted Cruz. I mean, I like Ted Cruz, but David Dewhurst is gonna win. We're like, I, I don't, I don't think so. And he had all the money too. He had all the money. He had all the momentum. He was the lieutenant governor of the state. I mean, he had everything going for him, and Cruz crushed him. So, I, I think the same thing's gonna happen this time, and it's certainly better. Otherwise, we're in a lot of trouble with <laughs> Beto O'Rourke. Yes. Jeez. Another, I mean, if you lose the Texas seat, the conservative Texas seat, because we've already lost, essentially, to me, you, you can almost chalk up John Cornyn as a loss. Mm-hmm. He's gone so far afield of the guy he was when he first took office. And I think you were here in Texas when Cornyn first won. Were you, do you remember that? Because in 2002, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cornyn won the, the seat uh and at the time, he was really conservative. And then he got co-opted by John McCain. McCain and Lindsey Graham took him aside, and he started thinking like they do, unfortunately. That has not happened with Cruz, though. Was it 2002? It was. Yeah. And it didn't take him long. Maybe by 05 or 06, he's gone. He's pretty much bye-bye. Yeah, and, and we've looked up his voting record in the past. And his conservative rating just goes, yeah. and then it spikes up right at election. Every time. <laughs> Cornyn sucks. He does. And so we can't lose Ted Cruz. Please, Texas, prove me right this time. Prove me right on a political issue this time. Will you please? <laughs> on an election, I haven't been right since, mm, hmm? well, well I was, we were right about Ted Cruz in 2012. So there you go. Okay. As far as presidential elections... Uh, 2004. Okay, well, that's that one in presidential elections because uh-huh. I was wrong about McCain. I was hoping he'd beat Obama. I was definitely wrong about Romney. 
I was wrong about uh, Trump. So that's three but, in a row. And when I think back to 2004, I think, you know, how obvious. I mean, that was an easy win for Bush, you know, mm-hmm. after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He was Ohio, which was close, Ohio away from having President John Kerry. That, people forget that because I had chilling. totally forgotten that until, I don't know, I was looking something up. I had the Electoral College map because I'm a geek up a few uh, months ago. And I started looking. I was like, wait a minute. It's pretty chilling. It's just Ohio? I, mean, I know. And that was what we were waiting for in, in retrospect that night. Right. <laughs> and that was close. Yeah. And that was the state where they really had that, I don't know, not motor voter, but they really got out the door to door and they were bussing people up. And that, that was, ooh, that was close. Yep, and now that same guy is uh, scolding President Trump for being uh, disgraceful against our allies at NATO. It takes one to know one. Yeah, no, just. <laughs> I mean, is there anybody more disgraceful than John Kerry? No. <clears throat> John Kerry, a guy who becomes Secretary of State after disparaging our troops in Vietnam, after accusing them of all manner of atrocities that he never personally saw himself. He just heard about from people. And it, it turned out uh, many of the people he heard of these atrocities had never been to Vietnam. <laughs> uh, that's, But that's where we got the winter soldier hearing uh, from John Kerry. Because he heard rumors about uh-huh. these things. Sure. And so <clears throat> he knew uh, that these things had gone on. They had personally raped, <clears throat> cut off ears, cut, cut off, off heads. Off Taped wires from portable telephones to human genitals and turned up the power. Turned up the power. Cut off limbs. Limbs. Blown up bodies. Bodies. Randomly shot at civilians. Uh, Raised raised villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. (laughs) Shot shot cattle and dogs for fun. Poisoned food stocks. And generally ravaged the countryside countryside of South Vietnam. Vietnam. But look at the way the countryside of South Vietnam was dressed. It deserved being ravaged. Uh, Garbage. All of it. All of it was garbage. I'm sure that American troops are shooting cattle and dogs for fun and raising villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. (laughs) I'm pathetic. This from the guy who took his medals and tossed them over the White House fence. And then still had his somehow still had his uh, his medals from Vietnam. That that, uh, that that is the cruelest irony of America is a man who can so blatantly lie mm-hmm. about our troops came this close to the presidency and mm-hmm. ended up being our secretary of state representative to the stinking world. secretary of state. It's unreal. <laughs> and then you talk about you know the purple hearts he got for. According to people who are with him, in some cases, like a scratch. It was so bad. We, we used to do all the time the, uh, you remember from It's a Wonderful Life when Zuzu at the end of the show says, Look, Daddy, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. So cute. Uh, that, that's right. That's right, Zuzu. Attaboy. Attaboy. Uh, so he, he, uh, he's talking to Clarence the Angel who just got his wings because mm-hmm. the bell rings. So we decided that every time a bell rang, John Kerry gets another purple heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right, Zozo. boy, John. Attaboy, not, 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 not another purple heart, you say. 
I got, you, you got a boo-boo on your leg? <laughs> yeah, that's another purple heart, you say. There's a nice scraped knee. Get another purple heart, John. <laughs> so true. Oh. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's, ain't that America for you and me? <laughs> ain't that America. Way to bring that home. <laughs> As we travel back to uh, the 4th of July and uh, songs that are un-American and played at American celebrations. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, more Pat Gray Unleashed just around the corner. If you're interested in financial freedom, this might be the most important message, the most important event you'll ever listen to and enjoy. Mm-hmm, I'm there. It's a week from today. Uh, Glenn is hosting a free online investment training broadcast special that could be really valuable. It's on. It's on uh, cryptocurrencies. No doubt. Hopefully, you've heard of cryptocurrencies. It's Bitcoin and things of that nature. Like, what's another one? Because you've invested in several, haven't you? Do you know uh, the names of them? Yeah, there's Litecoin. Uh, Litecoin. So I got, I got Bitcoin. There's something called Ripple. Litecoin. Yep, right? yep, there's Ripple. And uh, there was something else, too, that was really big for a while. And yeah, uh, I don't know if it still is. Uh, Ethereum? Yes, Ethereum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the, like the second biggest right now? It's in the hundreds, I think. Yay. Well, let's see. Got, or is it? Bitcoin's about 6000 per. Ethereum is 429 right now. And Litecoin is seventy six bucks. But see, but there's a you, lot. There if, are a lot out there. If you got into a ther- Ethereum early, um, it was seventy cents or something. It was probably less than that. Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin at one point was point zero eight cents. Mm-hmm. I remember not investing in it back then. <clears throat> yeah, Bitcoin in twenty ten was so cheap that a guy gave ten thousand bitcoins to buy. A couple of pizzas. Okay, 10,000 Bitcoins for $40 worth of pizza. Do the math on that. I think it was 0.08 something or whatever. It was really bad. 10,000 Bitcoins. Now, had that guy, <clears throat> whoever took the Bitcoins from him, what happened was a guy in England who was a Bitcoin collector took him up on the offer gladly mm-hmm. and sent him 40 bucks. Get your pizza. I'll take the Bitcoin. Yeah. He did. Now, if he held on to those until um, December, until December when it was nineteen thousand, one hundred and ninety million dollar pizza, yum yum yum, a hundred and ninety million dollars. Mm, eat up. Think of that. Think of that. I don't want to. Well, especially from the guy that wow. sold it. Well, <laughs> that's why you want to get in on this event. Uh, BeckCryptoShow.com. Go there and register right now. It's free, but you do have to register, okay? Our number one cryptocurrency expert, Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter, he'll walk you through the case for Bitcoin. He'll walk you through the case for three other Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies that he recommends you should buy right now. So find out what those are and get exclusive free training on this new market where you could turn a few hundred dollars into a small fortune or maybe a large one. The the guy turned 10,000 Bitcoin into $190 million dollars. I don't know if he bought and sold at the right time. I know he bought at the right time. <laughs> I don't know if he sold at the right time. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register for this free special event right now. BeckCryptoShow.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Sure, Cody Wilson. We interviewed Cody Wilson, Cody Rutledge Wilson, on uh, Glenn's radio show today. That guy has changed. He is the uh, gun guy that we've featured multiple times in the last five years who said this. Who, you know, in whose conception, under what paradigm? paradigm. You, know, you know, I'm just resisting. What, what am, am I resisting? resisting? I, don't I don't know. The collectivization of manufacture, manufacture. the institutionalization, institutionalization of human psyche. psyche. I'm not I'm sure. sure. But I can tell you one thing. This is a symbol, symbol of reversibility that can never eradicate the gun from the earth. Right. That's right. So. <laughs> he was right. He was right. You cannot eradicate the gun from the earth. Two things. He was 24 when he said that. He's 30 now. So he's changed. But uh, I think he's a lot more humble now. He he didn't try to do any of that stuff. Uh, And I asked him about it. I asked him. So remember this? And and played it for him. So have you realized what you're resisting yet? (laughs) And he laughed. And he's just, he's more humble now. And he... Sure. Scored big with Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean, really big with Bitcoin. Bought at $9. $9. So. What were you doing on that day when Bitcoin was at $9? I'm sure I've, we were spending our time wisely. Oh, you know We were it. investing in. You know it. Stuff. Stupid kid was 24 years old when he did that. 24 years old when he <laughs> bought Bitcoin and $9. Uh, but he, the other thing that happened to him is he won this really cool uh, gun case. He's He really did kind of create this uh, symbol of irreversibility where the gun cannot be eradicated from the earth now. Uh, ammo, AmmoLand.com wrote an article, and it started out, Cody Wilson had a goal. That goal is to make all gun control irrelevant. Starting on July 27th of this year, his goal will come to fruition. The Department of Justice settled in a landmark case that will allow Defense Distributed, that's his company, to distribute the source files online for 3D printed guns up to 50 caliber. With 3D firearms printing becoming cheaper and better every day, this changes the landscape of the Second Amendment battle. The ghost gun genie is indeed out of the bottle, as 3D source files will now be free. Free game for all to download. That's amazing. So he can do that now. And the other thing the Justice Department admitted was that the AR-15 is not a weapon of war. I don't know why they admitted that in this case, but they did. It's it's amazing. We got another uh, important piece of news from the Department of Justice. Uh, today, news that broke this morning was um, uh, this would be Donald Trump's Department of Justice. Okay, mm-hmm. not Barack Obama's, but look what um, Donald Trump's Department of Justice is opening up. Is uh, an, uh, they're reopening the investigation into the brutal murder of Emmett Till from 1955. Uh, are they really? They are. They are. They they don't. It appeared on. Is a anybody alive? Who's... No. The two guys who. <clears throat> Confessed wow. to the murder, are dead. It doesn't That's list what I in the report why they're reopening it, just that they are. So maybe... That's interesting. So justice won't be served either way, but at least it sounds like... Uh, but you might have truth, something... The truth yeah, will be yes. on the record. Right. So Till was murdered. Uh, does, it, does it remind us how uh, Emmett Till was murdered? 
because it was pretty brutal, right? Yeah, and, he was tortured to death. Yeah, and it, he was he was a 14-year-old Chicago kid. Mm-hmm. He was kidnapped, tortured, and murdered in 1955 <clears throat> after he allegedly, get this, whistled at a white woman in Mississippi. This is just, I mean, that's really, really sad, horrific case. The federal government reopened the case. A black teen whose grisly murder in Mississippi in 1955 after being accused of grabbing a white woman shocked the nation and helped prompt the civil rights movement. The woman's then-husband and another man were charged with the murder but acquitted later that year. Wow. And they are both dead, right? Yep. But they admitted it. I mean, they confessed to it in a magazine interview. Because it's an active investigation, the department can't provide any additional information at this time. Till was 14 years old when Carolyn Donham, 21-year-old shopkeeper, said uh, the youth grabbed and whistled at her. Three days later, his battered body was uh, found in the Tallahatchie River. And that that was where his Mm. mom... Um, wanted an open casket so everybody could see how badly he'd been beaten. Horrific picture of that young man. And that really sparked the civil rights movement. More than 100,000 blacks paid their respects to him. 100,000 people. You forget what, I mean, it's 1955. None of us, very few of us were even born at the time. I certainly wasn't. And, uh, I mean, obviously, Jeffy had been there for yeah. years and years and years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so you, that time period is so different. Mm-hmm. And uh, things have changed so much that you just forget what that was like. And this is a decision to reopen this case <clears throat> of Jeff Sessions, I'd like to point out. Oh, the racist Jeff Sessions? Yeah, yeah, you know, the guy who's the... The guy who hates all people of right. color, I doesn't mean, he? Hell, he's from Alabama. Well, he's so. from Alabama! Obviously. Huh. Oh, Just man. A hater who hates all day long. That's where the sky's always blue, though, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, mean, I think... Lord, they, I'm coming home to don't, you. Don't they love the governor? They they, And that's another problem with the song. As a matter of <laughs> fact, because you know who the governor was. <laughs> uh, it was uh, George Wallace was the governor um somewhat of a racist mm-hmm. but uh i think but, there's a yeah. message for neil young in that song too that i absolutely love thank I you i do too <laughs> I, I i love the message because he wrote the song southern man where he was accusing all southern men of being racist <sighs> good stuff and, and uh ronnie van zandt wrote hey we don't need you here anyway okay <laughs> we don't need you southern man don't need you around anyhow yeah Neil young you can't sing you couldn't then and you can't now <laughs> That should have been in it, too, but it wasn't. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.